Hello, welcome everybody to another episode of Game of Life with Dan and Herman. We have a historian today. He call, he likes to call himself a social historian, as you, as you said. He's currently a, a Henson lecturer on Russian history at Melbourne University, Dr. Oleg Beda. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you. We appreciate me. you coming here because I actually was very nervous before you came in here. <laughs> and I love, absolutely love and adore your energy. So thank you so much for bringing your energy here. Okay. I was nervous because I was going through your research and I thought to myself, I said, I don't think I'm prepared for this guy, man. Why is that? Because it was, it was so out of my and Dan's league because we're not historians, we're, we're not academics. But I was, I thought to myself, I said, you know what? It's game of life. And he's done so much research he's from russia he's, he's studied history i would love to get his perspective on life okay. so that's our why of doing this podcast absolutely so thank you so much for being here absolutely thank you how are you doing today me. i'm good you know uh, what you said actually makes perfect sense not in the sense that you were scared no, 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 i'm not that scary although you did say five minutes ago that, that you, that you was scared of my picture <laughs> <laughs> oh yes i did i did i should have mentioned it in the, in the introduction the intensity ladies and, <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen and other good people yes um um, the question of why is actually very important. So when, when you think about history and when you think about um, academia in general, you think, well, these people, they're like the wizards of the past. They yeah. sit in their ivory towers. I think we have a role of not just explaining the past, not just learning from the past. We'll get to that. But mostly you have to be able, if you're a true academic, I would imagine, you have to be able to explain complex things that you've learned for decades to a simple folk. Right. There's nothing wrong mm -hmm. with being uneducated, let's say. Nothing right. wrong, because you can only move from one uh, perspective to the other uh, through education, right? right? Through challenging yourself. So, and this is where the question of why comes in. History is not what, because there's, we have as a society, I would say, uh, or maybe as a civilization, the Western civilization, Anglo-American world, whatever you I'm call it. I'm so yeah. sorry to interrupt you. Can you please keep this away from a fist away? Because to us, it sounds okay. All right. And it's going to echo when you're... So it's just like a fist away. Okay. So yep. should I be close? Yes. Ah, if you there can. you go. I'm there sorry, go. so sorry. No, 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 no. No, no problem. <laughs> okay. So uh, we have a weird relationship with history. Right. On the one hand, in general, people, they kind of scoff at history a little bit. Mm. They just say, well... You historians, you keep rewriting your books. It's terrible. Where's the truth? Yeah. Well, yeah. first of all, rewriting your books is normal. Rewriting history is good. Yeah. That means yeah. you learn more yeah. and you kind of move ahead with that. And then many people have a perception that history is just about facts. Give me the facts. Look mm. at the facts. Mm. That's the what question. History is not just facts. History is also, it's, it's kind of like there's a soft core and there's a hard core. And it's both. There's the hardcore, which is facts, yes. Um, I don't know. Hitler came to power in 1933. Fact. Fact. Right. Why he came to power is more yeah. important. Yeah. Why? So history is not just a fact of the past, but also a perspective on it, a spin that you put on. And this is where you get to all sorts of, uh, all sorts of disagreements or agreements. And this is how we, uh, the historians, uh, do our work. We not not you not just not only find something new about the past discover the new knowledge reinvent the past in fact rewrite the past in the best right. possible sense but you also put a spin on it what does it mean what is the meaning of it people frequently say history is there to derive lessons from it you know we got to learn from the past well maybe it's a bit more complicated than that yeah. maybe history is there for us to cope with the present rather than right. learn from yeah. the past yeah. so 
look at the world around us. Uh, everybody and their grandmother is saying that we're headed for a bad conflict. And in general, I would probably be a pessimist. <laughs> um, global conflict. But if you look at history, what we are going through now as a society, as a civilization, as a, as a, as a global community, global humanity, all of us, then nothing new really. Hmm. If you take yeah. a person in 1910, this is what I open up my uh, one of my subjects. I always tell my students, uh, think about a guy in 1910. What is the world around him like? Well, what is the world around him like? What would you say? What is the world? What, what does he see? A regular Joe. Yeah. 1910. Yeah. Right. So um, not much resources, not much technology around him. Exactly. Very hardcore, peop hardcore people. Mm -hmm. You have to do everything by yourself. Everything's manual, physical labor. Correct. Although... Um, the societies are much simpler, much more um, social, if I must, must say, because people don't have entertainment. So you're just talking to each other. All, very harsh time, of course. Yes. Um, not much medicines, of course. Not much medicine. Not, not much health care. If you, if you get sick, you probably end up dying. Yeah. Your uh, life expectancy must be short in that exactly. time. So exactly. Exactly. So <laughs> most of the, if you're in Europe, let's say, um, aristocracy still exists. Guys in nice suits and top hats. How, how do you do so? You know, mm. Five o'clock tea, you know, mm -hmm. if you're in certain parts of, uh, uh, yeah, of that part of the world. Um, horses, right. not much technology, Horse, yes. as you said. Horse carts, manual labor. 80% of the population, well, they, they start moving into the city, but mostly people are still peasants. Lots Farmers. of peasants, lots of peasants. peasants. Very structured society, mm. very structured classes. Hier the, the hierarchical. Hier everything is hierarchical. Mm, yeah, Every, everything is hierarchical. But these, this hierarchy to jump from one class to another, that's a hard thing, mm. right? Um, candles. Many people that's in right. 1910 did not wow. see a light bulb. What's a light yeah. bulb? Is, is that some devilish technology? Right. Planes starting a little yeah. bit, right? And then you have the death of that world, which is World War I. Wow. And then you take that same person, 1910, and you just put him into a time machine and you uh, disembark him in 1950. Right. He would go out of his mind. The world mm. he knew is dead completely. Horses, goodbye for parades only. Yeah. Tanks, planes, these big birds in the sky, they carry bombs that can obliterate whole cities. cities. There's the nuke. What's the nuke? That's like right. God. That's scary. Aristocracy, what's that? Hmm. Top hats, what's that? Mm -hmm. Mass conscription. Culture completely different. Wow. Everything is 40 different. Years. Everything is different, right? right? And that's back then. And not only forty years, but also you know seventy plus million dead. Two world wars. Right. The interbellum. There is also a perspective that actually it's not World War One and World War Two. It's like one big war, war, one conflict with a bit of a cool down. In between that period. In between that period, because there were still wars, right? Um, the way we teach history, for example, and well, I teach history okay, yeah, at the at the University of Melbourne. When we talk about Second World War, what's the classic bracket? Nineteen thirty nine to nineteen forty five. No, 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 no. It's a world war. So if you if you um, count Asia in, which you should, because it's a world war, it would be something like nineteen thirty seven to nineteen forty nine. And some historians are saying nineteen thirty one to nineteen fifty two, nineteen fifty three, nineteen forty nine. It depends on how you cut it. So. What we what what that little peasant of ours was go, was undergoing, uh, it really sucks to be him. I mean, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But at the same time, there was this quantum leap, 
right, in technology, yeah. mm. in human relations, in the way the world is built. As I always say in my subject, it's called total war. Is it okay? Shameless plug over here. Yeah, plug over yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yes, war, yeah. yeah, total war. I always say total war, the war that, that shaped the modern world. It did. And now what we're seeing right now, 2023, mm. that world that was built on the ruins of national socialism, let's say on the ruins of the Axis powers that lost in 1945, that world is unfortunately eroding. Unfortunately for us, because it's not a nice thing to be um, a citizen in the period of decline. You wouldn't like to be in, in ancient Rome mm -hmm. when it, it's, right. it's about to be invaded, mm -hmm. right? By nefarious forces, by um, all these Germanic tribes. It's not a very nice thing. High culture, however, you know, you can call yourself a Roman. Very developed, very developed society as well. So what we're seeing now, why why does it hurt so much? Why does Why is there this global angst? On the one hand, the life is better than it's ever been. Right. Life expectancy, fantastic medicine, fantastic technology. Look at look at where we sit. We sit in the studio, right? Yeah. All, all this technology, that camera there probably has more to it than uh, a computer in the 1980s, probably. more, Much more intrinsic technology, right? right? So it's nice. It's comfortable. Mm. And at the same time, um, we keep being puzzled about ourselves, about the past. As I said, there is a weird relationship with history. On the one hand, people scoff at it. On the other hand, it's just about everything. It, it underpins and holds together everything we do, our identities. People say, oh, history doesn't matter. Okay, how about I take it away from you? How are you going to survive? It's like a compass. It's a navigating map. Wow. It's the only sounding board we have. It's the only experience, global human experience that we have. So that's why I always tell my history, my students, <clears throat> history is worth it. It's worth it. It doesn't necessarily teach you, although maybe in, in a negative sense, it teaches you. But at the same time, um, history, there's this also a, a weird dichotomy when you think about history, people perceive history in very clear categories, you know, good and bad, for example, evil and evil and... Right the, and left. Right and left and supreme good. good. Yeah. History is much more complicated, of mm -hmm. course. So maybe it's a map, maybe it's a compass, maybe it's an endless movie that you can watch because you read these documents and you think, wow, well, all these people, they underwent all the suffering, or, you know, uh, they had heroic feats to the name. Um, and then you ask yourself, would I be up for a job if I were them? Would I be the same? What What would I do? So maybe in a sense, as I always tell my tell my students, maybe we're looking for ourselves in the past wow. as well. So, um, the good and bad in history. I have a bit of a paradoxical view on that. That maybe history, the bad history, is much more important to us as humans the evil, so the study of evil is much more important. So even if you think about your private life, just general life, yeah. what is more profound an experience for you when things were fantastic or when you were, when, when things were tough, but you made, made it through? Yeah. Much more profound, right? right? Yeah. So maybe the study of evil is much more important, teaches us more in a way. And I put a question mark, to, I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I've been studying bad guys my whole life mm -hmm. in that sense. Um, so maybe I am uh, uh, a little bit biased in that sense, <laughs> as anybody is biased. Um, so studying evil that is much more diverse than good is important because in in a private sense, it pr provides you with 
uh, or the, the bad times in your life provide you with more insight. So hence, in history, globally, it would provide you with more insight as well. Right. That's why we know that certain ideas lead to very dark places, right? And of course, there is um, there is a gigantic human component to history as well. Um, human in a sense that, well, I have a whole theory out of that. I, I don't know. You you gotta stop me at some point. You know, <laughs> no, you no, gotta no, you gotta ask questions because because, because because uh, as academic, you will never hear hear the end of it. It's like uh, you you throw you throw a penny into Doctor Beta's uh, well, and uh, where is the penny? Uh, you you can you can't hear it because it keeps falling and keeps falling, keeps falling down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can. There's no the, bottom. Uh, there's no bottom. Uh, well, I can weave this thing yeah, for hours and hours. Um, but yes, I do. I do prefer to think deeply about history. Um, one uh, Russian philosopher, emigrant philosopher, he said that history is a mystery of human action. Mystery of human action. Human, action. human action. actions. Yes. yes, actions. Why? Why did they do what they did? Right. Why? 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 Why was it that way? And that's back to your question. You said I'm always in, interested in the why behind history. As a man who has a why can bear any how. Uh, Nietzsche, yeah. Nietzsche <laughs> over here. Yeah. 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 Exactly. I've said that on podcasts so many yeah, times. I've said this. And then yeah. it's like, what are Every- you <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you need to have an aim. You need to have an aim. Absolutely. But as I said, there is this human component. So I'll, I'll, I'll play a little game with you, maybe. When you look at the past, is it logical? Um, Does it make sense? Every time you look at past, you're going to look at through the lens inevitably there's going to be emotions involved in that Mm -hmm. so if you're a rational person you try to make sense of it but then again i would ask what as a skeptic let's say Mm -hmm. where's this information coming from is it Mm -hmm. you know what's your source what's your source right and Mm -hmm. then it's like if the person is convincing enough Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i would inevitably believe in that (laughs) That's a problem. I can convince you in many, but yeah, exactly, is it? Is it? Um, so, um, to answer your question, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't know, man. You would know. No. What about you? Does it make sense when you look at the past? I would say no. no? I mean, interesting. Why? I would uh, because hold on. See, that's a very interesting question. Yeah. Can you can you rephrase your question one more time? Can you say that? Again? So, when you look just at the well, let's say you study World War Two, right? Right. You look at it and you think, well, that makes perfect sense but for example you you would look at the uh, at this at this uh, war history and you would say were they nuts let's say yeah. national socialists why would they fight against mm. the whole world yeah. it doesn't make any sense Since. you will you will be uh, mm. you'll be decimated but they did mm. why i think looking through the lens of today mm-hmm. hampers how you look at the past correct because <laughs> <Good answer. laughs> because that's why i would that's why my answer would be mm-hmm. no because it doesn't make sense from today's perspective, perspective yes. but it would have made sense back then yes and ma- that would be one perspective but the other perspective is when we look at the past we think that it's all rational right yeah. logical rational cold clear it's like the past is logical hence that's what happened but that would um I'm not a determinist in that sense. Yeah. I don't think that everything is pre- preordained, predetermined. Everything right. is in a flux, right? Yeah. So I was 
I've been, as I said, I've been studying um, various nefarious characters for a very long very time. time. <laughs> yeah, collaborators, Nazis, all, all sorts of very interesting, very dark characters, but very interesting. Um, so I mean, I'm a student of human nature in that sense. Um, so one thing that I kept asking still, I'm asking is why, why, why? Why do people behave the way they behave in the past? And I couldn't find an answer. I couldn't find it. It took me a very long time. Um, answers are very individual. So at some point, maybe in 2021, I thought maybe the lack of the answer is the answer. Meaning what we forget when we look at the past is that people are living human beings, that people have something that is beyond their control, something that makes them human and something that is not just history, history fact. So I call it, there's this component chaos. I call it mm -hmm. chaos. So people have moods, people have emotions, people have ideas, people have ideals, people have religion, people have mood swings, people have lazy moments, happy moments, sad moments. When we look at the past, we forget about it. We mm -hmm. forget about this, this whole emotional, psychological, what we would call baggage nowadays, but actually this quote unquote baggage makes us human. We just throw it out the window. So many variables. Exactly, variables. So there's this intrinsic complexity to everyday, um, to an everyday, to everyday action. Uh, I'll give you a parable, you'll understand what I mean. It's all very kind of, what are you, what are you actually saying? Um, when you're driving a car mm -hmm. and you're in a traffic jam, do you know how you're gonna um, behave at the next juncture, at the next traffic light? No, because I can't see the yeah. the what's going to happen in the next five exactly, minutes. Exactly, exactly, exactly. But once you're through it, you're like, well, I'm a good driver, I guess. You can kind of have global parameters, which is your own behavior that you can control, plus you have the rule book. Hmm. And you hope that the guy in the other car will also behave like that. Hope. Good, <laughs> yeah. good, yeah. good catch. Yeah. Ho you hope. Yeah. Uh, question, yeah. Does, yeah. Does, yeah. 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 do they? Yes. Do they? Exactly. Yes and no. Well, not really. Some drunk driver Some, could just... Uh, yeah. no, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe he forgot to turn off uh, the stove or something. And, right. he, and he needs to rush right now. Right. Do you see it? Do you know it? No, you don't. Mm -hmm. So you have this action, mm -hmm. you have the item, the vehicle, the aim, but you do not know how you're going to behave. You're hoping right. that you're going to behave well, mm -hmm. and you're hoping that the other guy will is going to behave well as well, yeah. but you can't guarantee that. And that's what I call chaos. You do not, you hope for the future, but you do not know it. And that's just driving. It's the same in politics. And this is where we fall. Why did I ask you, does history make sense? Does the past, is it logical? Is it rational? we look at the past and because it happened the way it happened, we think, of course it's logical, of course it's rational. Mm. But it's not like that. It's not, it's not like that because it's all kind of on the roll of a dice. So you, this is where many historians fall into the pit, what I call the pit of rationality. So what is rationality? Cost benefit analysis, right? Um, example, I don't know, again, let's stay with World War II. Why would Hitler fight against the whole world? Well, an easy explanation, a simpli simplified one, I would say, would be, well, he was insane. No, he wasn't insane. He wasn't insane. It's just that our rationality did not equate and does not equate his rationality right. to him fighting against the whole world was a good thing mm -hmm. because yeah. that leads to the proliferation of national socialism. And plus he was getting away with it for so many years. Yes. He was getting away with it. He was like, he, I call him the gambler, you know, he was a gambler. Bet, win, bet, win, bet, win, bet, win. One every time mm. to disastrous consequences. But to him, yeah. it, it was like, well, maybe I'm chosen. Mm -hmm. So our rationality systems are incoherent. They're, they're, they're not quite compatible, right? Same thing with, I don't know, um, uh, 
well, if we get overly political in an everyday sense, you know, there was this whole discussion, will Putin invade Ukraine? And many, 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 the absolute majority of people said, no, absolutely not. It's impossible. Why would he do it? That's suicide. Well, well, there you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. So see, rationality is, so rationality exists in that sense only when we project ourselves. So we project ourselves onto the other guy, but it doesn't mean that the other guy is going to uh, agree with our projection because everybody's kind of a prisoner of their own mind, Minds, yeah. mind, yeah, and emotions and these mood swings and mm-hmm. beliefs and ideas and ideals. Chaos. How they grew up, what, chaos. what their childhood was That's like. what I call yeah. chaos. chaos. So chaos is kind of two things. There is, there is this complex intrinsic unpredictability and the lack of your own control over your actions, over the, the result of your actions, I mm. should correct myself, over, over the result of your actions. You're in the traffic jam. Mm. Yeah, you're driving and you and you think I'm driving fine, but you don't know. Maybe you're in, in somebody's way. Mm. And that's the same, and, and that's just one example, right? And, that, uh, and if we just extrapolate the system, it's gonna be the same in politics. It's gonna be the same in war fighting. There is this kind of fog of war that Klaus would call the fog of war. Maybe it's a fog of life. See, fog maybe of life. game of life, no. fog, fog of, of life. life. Yeah. You do not know how you're, how you are influencing other people, right? right. Necessarily yeah. fully, because you do not control, you, you can control your actions, but do you control the, the way the people perceive these actions? No, okay. you don't. Right. So when we look at history, we very frequently forget that those people were just like us. That's, right. that's the, I always yeah. ask my students, like, do you think that you are better than people of the past? Mm. Do you think that you're smarter? Do you think that you're, you know, more progressive? And well, many people would say, absolutely. Look at the technology we got. Absolutely, I got Wikipedia. I got, I got the whole, the whole internet, the whole knowledge. Chat GPT at my fingertips. It's like, yeah, probably you're using it to watch yeah. <laughs> something else, yeah. and not for for enriching your own, uh, for feeding your own um, brain. Um, there's this um, philosopher. A British philosopher, contemporary philosopher, John Gray. He had an influence on me in that sense. Um, very, very depressing reading, but very um, kind of realistic. So we think that we are better than the people of the past mm. in any and every sense, but people are actually unchanging. So every generation thinks that, well, we're so progressive, we accrued so much stuff um, morally, let's say. But every single generation has to learn psychologically, right? Has to be kind of introduced into the society. So the only thing that really accrues is technology, not not psychology. In that sense, we are still the same people we were in ancient Rome. That's why we understand their poetry. That's why we, we, we understand the same, que- same questions. What is the meaning of life, right? What is your podcast, Game of Life, right? What is the meaning of life? You are struggling with the same questions that people struggled for thousands of years, way before you. Um, what is life? What is death? Um, why am I here? Where am I going? Who am I? What is love? What is hatred, right? Betrayal, what I call eternal topics. Every single generation is looking for an answer. Every single person is looking for an answer and finds an answer, hopefully some sort of modicum, right? So only technology accrues, but humans are still the same humans, even if they speak a different language and they dress differently, but their psyche is the same. Hence, we can relate. Hence, this chaos probably always existed. Hence, for historians over the next 50 years, when they are looking at our 2023, they'll be, well, I mean, God forbid we really end up in something bad, but I hope we don't. 
they'll be like, how could you not see it? It's so logical. But it's not very logical when you're in it. When you, not at all. Plus, we're complex creatures. Do you think like it's out of sitting outside the box uh, phenomena? So let's say if you're playing the match and you're playing the match and you do a wrong pass or a wrong cross, but when you're up there in the audience and I'm like, you could have just passed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That yeah, too. Right. That too. That too. Everybody, there's this old kind of modern Russian expression. Um, everybody uh, thinks that he's a strategist uh, when seeing the battle from, uh, from the, yeah, from the outside. It's easy to be a strategist in that sense, but there's, then there's chaos, unpredictability. You do not know what's coming. And that is both scary and liberating because that means that you are down as a human. You're down to your choices. Right. You're defined by your choices. You have to, you have to think, um, is it a good thing what I'm doing? Right. Will it be a good service to myself and the people around me, right? Hence again, the balance of good and evil. I'm overly philosophical today. I usually, I usually, I usually am a bit more concrete. You said good and evil. Is that Dostoevsky? Dostoevsky. Well, not not necessarily. I'm I'm not a big fan of Dostoevsky. Why not? I am. Uh, you are. Well, what do you like? If I say that I have read Dostoevsky, it would be false. I haven't. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. But I am aware of his work uh -huh. and I have taken inspirations from bits people have talked about. Right, so right, I want to be right, honest, at least right. on that part. That's good. That's good. That if people say, oh, you've read Dossier's like, yeah, I have. I don't like to do that. <laughs> because it, yeah, what do you like? Yeah, what's, your exactly, what's your favorite one? What's your favorite one? But some of the things that he said, I've written down and mm -hmm. I was hoping to talk about this Go at ahead. the end, but then again, we can, we can always Go talk ahead, about please. it. Go ahead, Man, he said something. He said, power is given to those who lower themselves to pick it up. Wow. It, yeah, it, okay. Who lower themselves to pick it up. Yeah, I don't know what to make of it. What do, what do you make of <laughs> it? I'm not Dostoevsky. That's okay. That's okay. Who were those um, philosophers that made an impact on you? Well, John Gray, I, mean, I mentioned one, but that's like a more um, recent one. Uh, I read widely... Widely, 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 and wildly when I was um, in my teens, I guess. Well, definitely Nietzsche, but I, I struggled with that philosophy a lot. And in right. general, um, I think there's this, um, a need to grapple with complex ideas and then you will find yourself. You don't have to necessarily buy into um, any given philosophical principle, mm. let's say. So Nietzsche was one. Um, I had a, well, I have, still have a degree in political science, so bits and bobs there. Why do you think Nietzsche said that Dostoevsky was the only psychologist he had something to learn from? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't know, but that's, but that's good. I didn't know that he said that. He said that. Well, again, that's my research on Google. It could be, okay. you know, again, that's my source. Yeah, absolutely. I haven't, no, not I haven't gone digging into the no, archives. No, no, no. But uh, he, he's been very um, open about Dostoevsky. There so. is a Dostoevsky society in Melbourne, by the way, as well, far as I remember. Yeah, actually yeah. started on, on I'd, campus I'd love of the to. University of Melbourne. Love to. But something Nietzsche said had stayed with me. And mm. I want you to break it down for me. If like I I'm can. a three-year-old. If you can. <laughs> if I can. <laughs> like I'm a three-year-old. No, um, no, 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 no. It was battle not with monsters unless ye become a monster. Uh, and if you gaze into the abyss, the yeah, abyss gazes, gazes also into, uh, into you. Yeah, yeah. Well, the classic story of temptation, right? Right. It's like in order to, in order to catch a criminal, do you have to think like a criminal? Well, probably yes to an extent. But where is that line that makes mm. you, um, makes you good or makes you evil? I'll give you, I'll give you another, um, 
a character that I spent uh, quite a few years on researching. He is an obscure character, historical figure. Christian von Schalburg. So he is like the main uh, Danish collaborator. Mm. He's like the symbol of evil in Denmark, in contemporary Denmark, mm. historically, because he was the main uh, agent, you can say, of Hitler during the occupation. Denmark was occupied April 1940, stayed occupied for five years. Um, he was a brilliant officer, you can say, in his own right, before the occupation. Uh, he was a half Russian, half Danish aristocrat, uh, very, 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 very well off Russian imperial family. He was born in Russia. Mm. Um, and then the revolution of 1917 comes, uh, they have to leave. He suffers a complete breakdown of the, of the world around him. And so he says in the early 1920s, I'm going to take revenge, right? I'm going to take revenge on the people that took my country away from me. Right, so he became a rabid anti-Semite. Then, when National Socialism came in vogue around the early '30s, he uh, became a National Socialist. And at the same time, he is a lifeguard, so he is a, a guard to the to the king, to the royal family. And because of his aristocratic pedigree, he had very, very, very tight connections with the Danish royal family. So a very controversial figure. And he was loved by his soldiers, great officer, all the rest of it. But then he decided that I'm going to I'm gonna fight for Hitler because Hitler is fighting against my enemies, mm. even if the same Hitler occupied Denmark. And he died in, was killed in battle in 1942. An evil person, yes. Until, let's say, as he's, uh, the simplified view of his life was... Uh, was there until 2008 when my colleague, Dr. Mikkel Kirkebeck, spent a number of years and, and released the first biography of Schalberg, um, which presented him as a much more intrinsic person. The bottom line, what I'm trying to say, what we perceive as evil might be evil, and it probably is evil, but it doesn't mean, let me scratch that, let me reinvent that. If you're given <coughs> uh, capabilities or natural abilities to be a good officer, a smart guy who writes poetry, who trains his soldiers well, who speaks multiple languages, maybe an intellect, maybe you're even an intellectual. It doesn't mean that when the time of real life altering choice come, when that time comes, it doesn't mean that you're gonna make the right choice. So again, chaos, mm. you do not know yourself. There are kind of two, you yeah. think about it this way. There are two perspectives, well, of course more, but we'll stay with two, two perspectives on human nature. One. Humans change, they just change. You go through life, you change, you pick up those experiences, you put them in your pocket and then boom, final door, you open it up and go somewhere. Um, that's one perspective. The other perspective is humans are what they are or a human being is what it is, but you don't know yourself. Right. So maybe, you know how some people, they go to war, let's say, and they finally feel at home. They Just this mm. military instinct that was dormant, that was sleeping yeah. there for 40 years. Suddenly you're like, oh, I'm completely fine with that. Like right. Or you try your, I don't know, let's say, well, that would be a bad day. Actually, if you're a medic and you're afraid of blood, let's say, right? <laughs> you're a paramedic, <laughs> yeah. that would be sad. Yeah. You do not know yourself, right? Until you're put in that situation. And then it's the choice. It's the choice time. And after, if you were to survive, let's say that, you look back and you create a narrative about it. And you say, it was completely logical, of course. You don't know yourself. Mm. You don't know yourself. That's what history, maybe one of the lessons of history is that you do not know yourself, know thyself. You should know yourself. And for that, you have to complicate yourself. So it's like, what is education? 
How would you define education in general? Well, what would you say? What is education? Education is... It's a good question. <laughs> yeah, we had this exercise. We had this exercise. Broadening your knowledge. Knowledge? And, yes. And broadening your knowledge and expanding your horizons to think about things you wouldn't ordinarily mm -hmm. have thought of. Yeah, that's a good one. On yeah. specific subjects. Yeah, on, on specific, specific subjects. subjects. Or, yes. Or, 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 or on anything and everything. Well, Where do you draw the line in your education? It depends what your interests exactly. are, I suppose. Uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. But just living the life, the playing the game of life, yes. isn't that not an education? <laughs> education maybe is inner expansion. You just attack mm. yourself inside. Yeah. You attack your own ignorance. You challenge yourself. So, you put something that is very complex ahead of yourself, and you gaze into it. You peer into it, and you and you and you and you think, okay, so what does it make me? Mm -hmm. There's this um, a perception, I guess, a comfortable, normal, absolutely normal to think that a comfortable perception of history. When people look at evil, since we're talking about evil, when people look at like actual evil, they think I would have been a hero. So many people look at Nazi Germany let's say, terrible society, you don't want to be there. Mm. And they think, I would have been saving Jews. I would have been a hero of resistance. That's nothing more than just a perception. You probably would have been mm. just a standard citizen sitting um, at home, going to work, saying what needs to be said, paying taxes, being conscripted when need to be conscripted. And then you would ask if you were to survive that. You would say, what choice did I have? Right. People who follow one chosen path in life, let's say ideological path. These people are rare. These people are rare. And they usually end up in one of two categories, either heroes or villains. Villains. Of complete Absolutely. villains. Like the Schalberg guy. Because they go all in. Yes, all in, all in. No changing. Right. No change. And the price for that is usually your life right. and the lives of others. So most of the people, it's absolutely normal. I'm the same. I'm a civilian, right? I just mm. read books maybe a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> um, you will find yourself at some point choosing between good and evil. You actually maybe are choosing every single day because again, if, if chaos theory is to be invoked, you do not know how important that is. You know right. how they say that a good word, a good word goes a long way. Sometimes just a good word is enough for the person to, to really open up. So history is, maybe it's a map, maybe it's a movie, maybe it's, for us to cope with the present, you look at the past and you say, well, actually things are not that bad comparatively. Mm. Or maybe things are not that new. You know, the others, the other generations survived so far. So I will survive as well. We, we will survive. We will make, hopefully, good choices. Hopefully, hopefully. Not a given, but hopefully. Um, or maybe history is just that intrinsic object into which you can peer, into which you can gaze and into which there, it, it will ask you, it itself will ask you right questions and will make you ask yourself right the right questions. Who am I? Where am I going? What would my choice be? Mm. What do I want from this life? I think everyone makes those choices every day. Exactly. Every single day, those exactly. micro decisions. Micro decisions. Eating, let's say, something sweet versus yes. actually yes. going out for yes. a walk. That yes. micro decision. There's a voice inside your head yeah. that's talking to you. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. 60, what fed. do they say? 60,000 choices, micro choices yeah. we make a, a day. Wow. 
something like this. 60,000. Uh, yeah, I heard this piece of statistics. I'm, don't quote me on that. <laughs> no, really. It's like, how do I open this door? So right. It's a choice, right? You can multiple ways. Do I pay for my tram? Yeah. I always pay for my tram, of right. course. Yeah. Do I do I tap on? Do I cut this guy on, on the road? Let me ask you this. How, let's say someone made that choice mm -hmm. and you tr trickle down into a rabbit hole of negative emotions, constant negative emotions like, oh, it's sweet. Mm -hmm. I didn't go for a walk. I shouldn't mm -hmm. go to gym. You're just kicking yourself mm -hmm. into, mm -hmm. into your butt all the time. Mm -hmm. How do you how do you get get out of that? Because do I do that to myself a lot. You know how, how we just shook hands. I said, yeah. Why didn't I say my name? I should have introduced myself. Well, I know you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. But I am such a big critique of myself right. that That's like good. I shook my hand, like the power was right, the grip was right, but I should have said my uh, my name right. Right? It's that my tiny overthinking thoughts. Mm -hmm. How does one get out of that? Okay, very good. Maybe. Maybe we can just make a little bit of, of a list of things that history can help develop in a person and, right. and run with that. So one thing that I said is know thyself, right? History teaches you that because you see the variety of human action or human decision, that mystery of human action. Um, the second one is maybe history can be very inspirational when you're in a dark place. Very, very inspirational. So you look for, again, comparison. Of course, not all comparisons work, right? right. But, but again, comparison, you compare yourself to the people who suffer much more. And you're like, my problems. It's not that so, a psychiatrist would probably say that this is not a very healthy, <laughs> yeah. this is not a very diminishing, you know, you're yeah. kind of trying to cancel out your problems, but sometimes it helps. Sometimes it helps. But maybe history can be inspirational um, in a sense that you can pick yourself, especially when you're younger, I guess, you can pick yourself a role model. This is a big problem that I want to actually address maybe. In general, I, I don't know whether it was just like that, uh, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 years ago, or maybe it's the same, uh, maybe I'm just getting a bit older myself. I, I work a lot with young people, right? Um, and I love it, I love it, fantastic. This new generation, 20, early 20s, 20 something years old, they're, they're definitely much better than us in some, in some, in some capacity. But in some capacities, they need some training. And one of the problems that I keep identifying, just like a mental note, um, lack of role models. Who do I? Who do who I, I want to be? Up to? Who, who am I? Yes. In who terms of historical role models as right. well, because yeah. when I think role role models, I think, well, who's in the media? Right now, yeah. not historical yeah. role models, yeah. which is yeah. kind that's of what sad. We're fed, or yeah. that's what yeah. we see, yeah. or maybe time. we feed ourselves. Nobody pushes you to I, watch. Right. I don't know the the Instagram. Yeah, yeah. It's it's all it's all kind of senseless, right? The, yeah. This great thing that you have on your table, the the, the phone, right, the smartphone, that is just unimaginable technology, right? It is. It's it's, it's absolutely mm. fabulous, fantastic. You mm. can use it. Mm. You can get. Well, that would be hard, but. Technically, you can get a university degree without without leaving your room if you read the right sources. If you, it'll be very hard though, you know. So come to UniMail, we will teach you. <laughs> I will teach you. But, but what I'm saying is, you can use it for good, right? Most of the people, they use it for just everyday scrolling, doom scrolling when things are bad, and uh, for, for 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 feeding themselves with information that holds little value to yeah. their own uh, for their own lives. Absolutely. So when you're in a dark space, as you said, in this dark place, and you are not exercising, well, I, first of all, you gotta check. Maybe you have a legitimate problem, and you gotta talk to someone. Mm. But you gotta you gotta understand that you're not alone. 
that people, the greater minds, uh, under, un, uh, undergo the same thing, right? Mm. And they somehow survived, hopefully. But you also have to find meaning. That's what's important. That's that's maybe the third or maybe the first lesson that history can teach you. There is meaning in everything you do. Ideally, when you're young, especially, right. you have to f- locate something that you enjoy, but not like enjoy, like I like, I don't know, ice cream, right? A lot of ice cream is probably not <laughs> very good for you. Um, I like creating something of a lasting value. Create yeah. something, it can be, let's say medics, mm. every day they do that, right? They create something of a lasting value, they help us. Policemen, right? Same, mm. our defense, defends us. Teachers teach, right? A cobbler makes, makes shoes. Mm. Little, little by little by little by little, yeah. you kind of take your place in the society and you contribute to it. And that's why it works, that's why it's fantastic. Yeah. So you gotta find yourself when you're young, you gotta find something that makes you passionate. Mm. And also you gotta kind of counterbalance it against, does it create something good? Is for, it good for the society? Yes. Is it good for this? For, for, is it good for me? Hmm? Is it good for the people around me? And then the third question, hardest variable: Can I make money on it? Hmm. Can the society thank me in a monetary sense hmm. for what I do? If yes, then maybe you find yourself a career. Right. Maybe you find yourself. Maybe that may be one of the ways. So you have to aspire to be someone, and this is what I identify um, in many people of the younger generation, right? Um, it's hard to aspire in the contemporary world because, well, as I said, we are in a crisis. It was your, pa- it was your grandparents who were probably, I'm, again, I'm speaking in very general terms. It was your grandparents who were peasants, but over the next 40 years, they started driving a Cadillac. It was your father and mom who were young professionals and by late 20s, early 30s, they already had a house and had you. Mm. But for you, it's a, it's a harder choice. It's, you yeah. see the economy around and yeah. you see the problems. And so people get lost. Mm. It's very, very hard. It's, it's utterly, people say, it's hard to live without hope. Yes. And there is, a, I, I think that there is a different shade to it as well. It's very hard to live yeah. with understanding that the best is over. You're too late. Right. There is a little yeah. bit still, but it's, it's hard. Hence, many people are, many young people are very disoriented. You know, they come into my office and we talk. We talk professionally, of course, but of course there's a choice. What do I do when I graduate, right? So that's, that also is a job. And we go through a number of options when we try to gauge the personality, but yes, it's, it's, a, it's a hard life. And you, if you're young, you're constantly bombarded with options yeah. and many of them mean nothing. Right. And then there's also <clears throat> this flow of information like the social media, right? It, it's hard to just sometimes kind of switch off, Yeah, right. switch off and just zen, right? Silence. Gather my thoughts a little bit. About, I feel like my people. What kind of life people would have in the concentration camp versus what we have? They had yeah. no options. Comparison. Comparison. And we have so many options that we're confused. Of it's, course, it's hard. Of course, it's hard. Of course, it's hard. Now, see, there is also a contemporary, not a contemporary, actually, an eternal problem. People see their only their own experience. No, that, that's true. That, that's another. That it's yeah. like, yeah, I can. Yeah. I, if you're depressed. Well, yeah. You know, God forbid, yeah. hope you're not. <laughs> hope you're not, hope you're not, hope you're not depressed. Yeah. Tell me you're not depressed. If you're depressed and you compare yourself with what uh, the survivors of the Holocaust went through, right. let's say, well, you'll say, yes, I feel very bad for those people and you should, but 
how does it help me? I am I'm yeah. hurt right yeah. now. I I am not in a concentration camp, yeah. right? That's like right. What, what, what do I do? What do I do? You gotta pick yourself up. Sometimes you have to just master this energy inside of yourself to you you you, you can't have a plan for life, right? The game yeah. of life. You yeah. can't have a plan for life right. because anything you plan, and it goes for anything from uh, private relationship, career, uh, choices, private choices, other private choices. Everything you plan, maybe you will land like near it, but if you go through life with a checklist, oh, that's not good enough. It's like, it's like, like Tinder, you know? It's like, mm. oh, I don't like your eyebrows or something. Ridiculous. Um, if you go through life with a checklist, it'll be very hard for you. Right. So you have sometimes to muster that energy from inside of yourself and not plan your life ahead, but plan, I don't know, a week ahead. If you're sad right now, our listeners, and you're listening to this, first of all, remember you're not alone. Second of all, remember people who were in much worse situation pulled through, so you will as well. Yeah. It might be ugly, but there is a great lesson of history that everything is finite, everything. Everything comes to an end. If it's hard right now, it will get better because it does, because humans change. Humans have mood swings. You're a human, hence you will have a mood swing. Um, so you, if you can't plan ahead for too long, for like a month or, or a week, plan the day. If you if a day is too hard and you are like, plan come the next hour. plan the next hour. If next hour is, well, you at this stage, you probably need some help, but plan the next 10 minutes. Mm. Right? And it's incremental. Nobody expects you to be perfect. Right, yeah. it's incremental. You start with waking up at the same time. You know, we academics we have weird sleeping patterns, and what I learned through trial and error is, as long as you wake up at the same time, you probably are going to be okay. But there's eat also and eat, sleep. eat and sleep. Yes, change your diet. If you, right. it's like, it's like, what did you have for breakfast? What did you have for breakfast? I, I I had a toast. It's like that's not enough. You're 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 young. You're a young bloke. You got you gotta have some, yeah. some something a bit more nutritious, right? Nu nutrients are nutrients are important. And with sleep, the good news is, um, at least I, I I sleep less. I sleep less the older I get. Hmm. I don't know. Like, can I can I ask how old are you? Just a quick side. What what would you say? Uh, what would you say? Thirty-seven. Thirty-seven. Okay, I'm thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're really wise for thirty-three. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on. Uh, then how old are you? Thirty-three. <laughs> <laughs> Does your joints hurt? Do they no. do your joints hurt? No, no. No. Well, he's you're lying. a lucky man. He's lying, bro. <laughs> he's lying. He's lying. Now, there is there is you know again as I said I talk to a lot of young people and there is a certain. Well, as I said, confusion, right? Because of the world around, because life is challenging. But there is also a confusion of, I remember my own confusion. Um, when I graduated, um, where to from now? You know, I knew a guy back in the days. Um, he kept going from one degree to another degree, to another degree, to another degree, finally did a PhD, never had his heart in it, really. Yeah. And I remember I, I, I asked him, why, why are you doing this? He was like, I, you know, I just enjoy knowledge. Okay, fair enough. And then when he graduated with his PhD, he was, what, 28, 29? And, I, and, and, and he called me and he said, I graduated. I said, congratulations, great. Um, he said, no, it's <coughs> not great. I said, what's not great? The childhood is over. Yeah. The childhood, childhood is, is over. over. Yes, wow. yes, yes. 
Yes. I said, wow, that's, I guess, one perspective of looking at it. Yeah. It's not that education, education is important. Education right. gives you structure. Yeah. You need structure in your life. That's another <clears> thing <throat> that is very hard to chisel out yourself when you're young. Mm. Yeah. You are lacking parameters. You need parameters in your life. Actually, at some point, um, just about all of us, learned that maybe half of what the parents were saying was kind of true, but you didn't listen. <laughs> um, yeah, so education gives you a structure. Education challenges you, especially, let's say, arts education. It's useful. It's useful. I recently had a, had a student, a recent mm -hmm. graduate, come to me and he shook my hand and he said, you know, thank you very much for um, being really tough with uh, written assessments back in the days. I said, how so? He said, well, I, you know, I got into this job, job X, where it involves... Um, Writing, uh, writing papers and doing research, and his um, his boss immediately picked him picked him out, and he said, "Oh, very good. Where did you study?" Mm -hmm. So because it teaches you how to think, challenge how to think. Yes, how to think, not what to think. Not yes, what how to think. Yes, how to think. Yes, that's and that's another important that's another important component of um, of just of just history. History has so many roads to it, right? Yeah. yeah history has so many facets. It's like a diamond. Though. That's the way I think about it. It's a big, gigantic diamond. It, it has multiple facets to it, but it's still one thing. Everything is connected. Every Everything is connected in, in our life and in the past, everything is connected, right? One thing flows into the other. Take me back to if me and Oleg were hanging out in high school. In high school. In high school. <laughs> take us back there. I, I want you to take us from there to where you're right now. Oh, that's, that's, this is, uh, I'll just start with a bit of a disclaimer, if I, if I, if I, if I may. Yeah. Um, the, the hardest thing about transferring experience is that I learn that it's, maybe at some point it's just untransferable. Because as I said, we're all prisoners of our own experience. Yeah. So when TEDx, you know TEDx? Yeah. When people yeah. stand on the, and there's a, some sort of a successful guy, let's say. Maybe it's not TEDx. Maybe it's something else like coaching, coaching, right? Right. Here's a successful millionaire who tells you, this is how I made my millions of dollars. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm all for it, right? The more wealth there is, the, the better for people, more happiness. You know, because being poor is not very nice. Um, but his experience, the question to me always was, but how is his experience applicable to every single individual situation in that chaos we all live in? Right. Right. So my pathway to history was now in hindsight, I think again, in hindsight, it's logical. Of course, I wanted to be a historian, <laughs> yeah. but as well, I could have been a singer, an actor. I wanted to be a, 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 a psychiatrist. Uh, I wanted right. to be uh, an interpreter. So I, guess, I guess I'm a little bit of a little bit of all of that now in the role of an academic. Um, but I always loved history. I, that 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 was always kind of there. It's maybe that just at some point I realized that I don't want to do anything else but history. Oh, well, you know, um, I graduated uh, back in back in the in the old country in Russia. Um, graduated with a degree in political science, and by that stage, I already wrote two books and published them. So I thought, well, that actually works. Looks wow. like it works. Mm -hmm. So um, I was. Yeah, really, really, really obsessed with history throughout my uni years and teens. And I was, what, 15 when I started being really interested in World War II. Mm. Started reading books, just bought, and, bought them in bulk. Oh, back in those days, uh, they were very cheap. <laughs> um, and just read and read and read and read and read and had this insatiable... I needed to get rid of that fog of war in my head, right? I needed to get rid of the... I don't know what happened. I still don't know. The more I learn, the more I understand that I, I know nothing, know. nothing. 
I know, I know, okay, a little bit. I know a little bit, but the wars, that wars in, in particular, it's just you can spend your whole life on one uh, unit, even even if you're into it, let's say military history, um, one unit, and then it'll take your whole life, or one army, or one country. Um, so I was interested in history seriously. I decided that there must be something of a lasting value. Again, right. I want to create something out of it, so I created. Um, amateurish now it's kind of funny to read them but still two books um and then i thought well um maybe i want something more maybe i i always wanted to be now in hindsight again i always wanted to be an academic because among the role models that influenced me you know just people in private life there was an academic there was an academic i mean he's he's gone now but um there was an academic there and uh he was an immigrant and i thought that's Quite something that's quite interesting of course in an ironic way i got into the whole studies of the russian immigration right and i really understood my topic only after i became an immigrant myself yes only then oh you know yes. it. it's like those who it's like there's this old expression somebody said many many years ago um those who did not go through it will never understand it and those who went through it, they don't need to talk about it. <laughs> well, they don't, yes. Yeah, because it's 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 so obvious. Personal. I understand. Yeah. I, yes. underst I understand. I yeah. understand. I understand exactly what it is, right? Exactly what it is. And, and this is meaning, you know, me coming from a, from a well, for all intents and purposes back then, European country, right? right. I'm not some, some kid from Congo, let's say. Well, you said it. you grew up in the ghetto. I did. I did. Yes, okay. I did. We'll I talk did. about that in a second. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you really want to talk about that? <laughs> um, uh, but how did you <coughs> deal with the feeling of home, that sensation of home? An, uh, that's a hard one. That That is actually a very profound one. Um, I guess my home is inside of my heart. Mm. That's where I live. I love Australia. I, I do love Australia. This country has been nothing but nothing but good to me. What did I know about Australia when I... When, well, I, I went here to do my do my PhD. I won a scholarship. So standard academic history, I guess. I uh, What did I know about Australia back then uh, when I was making my choice? Um, there are kangaroos, <laughs> uh, there are beaches, and it's hot. And there are spiders. <laughs> all, all my friends back then were like, you better look out for those spiders, you know. <laughs> did you know about Vegemite? Uh, I heard about it. I heard about it, but I, uh, yeah, one, one guy who actually lived in Australia before, but he came back. I had a, I was kind of looking for somebody before emigrate. I was looking for somebody who lived there to talk to. So I spoke to one guy and he said, if you're okay being on your own, maybe even being alone, that's a country for you. Wow. If, yeah, 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 yeah. The distance, there is distance. There is distance in this country. There is distance Summed in this country. It up perfectly. Yes. He said, if you're not okay being on your own, don't go there. Choose something else. Yes. He said, it's all perfect, glitzy, and nice. And it is glitzy and nice. However, however, there is this degree of separation between yes. people. I'm not saying that that's bad. Again, as I said, I love Australia. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's right. just a fact, right? But there is a degree of separation. Why is everybody so friendly? Hey, mate, how are you? Because you don't know the other guy. You don't want to know the other guy. However, this is a very peaceful country as well. I remember I remember the feeling of peace and prosperity. There is this, there is this um, 
I guess, fascination with America and Australia, which yeah, is, of yes. course, we're, we're it's, basically... It's everywhere, family. though. We're basically, well, we're basically like one of the main countries, you know, allies, allies, right? right? Like yeah, family yeah, allies, yeah, like yeah, actual yeah, yeah, family, yeah. political family. Um, and many people feel very strongly about America. It's such a great country. It is a great country. Great in the sense that it commands respect, right? And it's mm -hmm. very intrinsic. Uh, but uh, you also have your own country. Australia is a society like no other. Very interesting, very interesting. But it's also a very young country, this one. Right. Very young, very young. I missed that. I I was sitting there and I was sitting by myself drinking coffee. And I was mm. like, you know what? Pardon my friends. Like people in America have, have fucking soul. They have, <laughs> they're so dramatic. <clears throat> they have drama. Mm -hmm. I I missed that here. I don't know. I can't articulate what I'm trying to say to you. <laughs> I actually can't. You, you, want, you want Australians to be dramatic? <laughs> Australians are very easygoing, actually, yeah. which, yes. which is one of the things that make this country so, I, I guess, you know, immigrants can be either the best advertising for the country mm -hmm. or the worst advertising for the True. country, right? True. My story, it's still, it's still going, it's still going, right? I can't say, oh, I achieved success. Mm -hmm. that, that would be also, like, you're also a humble one, aren't you? Um, but as I said, Australia has been nothing but nothing but good to me. And, yeah, I, and, I, and I sincerely love this country. Um, I think that being easygoing is one of the components for, uh, that makes us special. Can I say us? I don't know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. See, exactly no. that. I probably can. can. I probably can because back to my pre previous point, creating a, something of a lasting value, I contribute to the society and I do it with, with, with a passion, with love wow. to it. Right. Because I think that there is a handful of jobs in this life that are not, it's maybe to an extent, you, you said, uh, take me from, you know, Oligan High School to Oligan now. It's hard because sometimes in hindsight, you even think that maybe history chose me, not I choose history. So there is a number of, history chose me as in the discipline, this this thing that yes, I'm doing, yes. right? Not, not right. like, no, history. The history, um, you're the chosen no, one. No, 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 please, no, 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 no. I always wanted to be just a simple academic, you know, well-off civilian, educated civilian and, and, and do good, you know? Very narcissistic uh, of you if you thought that. No, 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 please no. Um, I think there is a number of professions that are like vocations. A vocation is something that you would probably do either way. Mm. And these professions, they're like the pillars of society. Uh, maybe there is more, but I can think of teacher in the most widest sense of yes. this world, yes. academic included, Absolutely. teacher, doctor, mm. uh, policeman, Police, medic. medic. Mm. Um, what else? What else do we put in? I feel like plumbers, plumbers, yeah, 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 electricians, people who put electricity yeah. wires up, yeah, there, yeah, 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 people yeah, who yeah, build yeah. your roads, yeah, 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 oh, builders, roads. builders, 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 yeah. Absolutely. So there's a number of of professions. Without them, the society will just disintegrate, yeah. disintegrate, disintegrate. It's like when we have a problem, do we fix mm. it ourselves? No, no, no. We we just call the respective yeah. person, right? It's like uh, I got a leak. Yeah, uh, exactly. got a call. <laughs> got a call. <laughs> got a call him. Treaties. Um, and that's, yeah, I, I do feel like that, but it's probably because I've been doing this for almost, you know, 20 years now, you know, educa education in World War II and all these things. All my interests in history, they were separate boxes when I was coming up and now they're all one gigantic box. I was interested in, you know, uh, World War II, Third Reich, Russian history, Russian civil war, Russian emigres, pro political propaganda, totalitarian studies, this, that, the other. And it, now it's all one whole it all came whole right 
Yeah, so back to the Australian society. I think uh, that we, in general, maybe it goes actually even beyond Australia, we need to have a discussion about the future. Right. Where is the, why is there such an obsession with the past in general? That's good for me, of course, mm-hmm. but we need to move forward, right? So pr- if present is in a flux, out of that we make the future, then the past has already happened. And when there is no future, people, or the Im- image of the future is lacking at least, people kind of start gazing back. They're like, oh, these were the good old days, good yeah. old days, good old days, right? Well, look at the world around you. Mm-hmm. You will hear a lot about it. Uh, nostalgia is not is natural and normal. However, we as a society need to ask the right questions. And these are the same questions that every single person asks themselves. Who am I? Where am I going? Who I wanna be? Mm-hmm. Um, we, I don't, I, I don't quite know. Do we have these conversations as a country, as a, as a society? No. No, no, yeah, I don't think so. yeah, no. and that's why, and that's maybe why you know my students were very, very um, unhappy, many of them, when the voice fell through. Right? Yeah. I don't want to get overly political because well, I'm not a citizen, so. <laughs> um, and they were like, "Why do you think that happened? Why do you think that happened?" And this is when I came up with this. I, I think that we're just have different versions of the future, and a unified version of what makes us Australians right. is lacking. So different groups would have different answers. Can we move forward as a country? Yes, but then, because because it is a diverse society, it doesn't mean that everybody has to salute and and, and have one opinion, of course not, no. Mm -hmm. You you have to have disagreement. Disagreement is good, as long as you don't, you know, try to kill each other, hopefully not. Um, But what makes us whole? What makes us a country? Why are we here? Mm. That's, That's a conversation that maybe the whole world needs to have. Maybe the whole world, look at America, right? Again, I like America very much. Um, but I think that what's happening there is a, uh, a difference in that future, two different uh, images of that future, what it's going to be. Hence, the conflict. Conflict. Conflict, right. social conflict, yeah, social disagreement. In Australia, thankfully, thankfully, because we're easygoing, <laughs> we, do not have, we do not have as much um, tension, I'd wow. say. But people do disagree. People do disagree. And... I keep thinking, what is it as a foreigner and as mm. a person who would like to continue living here, you know, what makes us whole? What makes us whole? What makes our society so special? And I don't think I have even a germ of an answer. What do, what do you think? I, I keep talking. <laughs> what makes what us whole? What makes us whole? What makes yeah. Australia whole? What makes us Australians? I'm a citizen. I should actually know that. Yeah. What, what makes, of course, there's the flag. So there, there are kind of, you know, two... Uh, approaches to the nation, right? One is an old approach, old time approach, a, a primordial approach. Like, well, you, you, blood and soil, right? right? You're ethnically X, hence you're X, mm-hmm. right? And and then a nation um, can be also defined as a as a civic nation, right? So it's a it's a uh, Benedict Anderson will tell you <laughs> that that's an imagined community, <laughs> you know, would have told you um, nations don't really exist, but they do because people believe in them, right? Mm-hmm. So the other approach to the nation is, are you loyal? to this mm. flag, to the ideas that this flag represents. Are you going to fight for this country in, in case? Uh, in, in, in case, yeah. Will, will, I, are you contributing to this country? Do you accept mm. the society? Do you want to contribute in a positive way? If yes, then welcome, you know? Maybe, maybe. <laughs> so what makes us Australian? That's a big question and that's a gigantic discussion. And, from, and many people will have many answers. Maybe that's why the confusion. I feel like the sense of mateship 
I appreciate about this country. Absolutely. It's in the constitution. It's in the um, the soul of this country. The, mm-hmm. You know, the attitude of mateship. Mm-hmm. I think that's what makes this country. That's what I would say. So you would say that's to that's, answer that's, your question. Yeah. So you would say that's tr- that's the that's the essence. That's the essence of the Australians' mateship. Yes, yes, definitely. To answer your question, yes. Yes, just one thing. That's just one aspect. But uh-huh. There's multi, uh, again multiple aspects of it. What What would I say? Yes. What, what What do you think? What, what else is thinking? Society <laughs> is so multicultural. Yes. Yes. People have their own spaces, which yes. is very important as an immigrant. I mm-hmm. can say that mm-hmm. absolutely. Mm-hmm. That I have given people have been kind to me yeah. a, a lot more than I was expecting the yeah. society to yeah. be. Yeah, and friendlier than what I would yeah. expect. It. it is a very accepting country, but I'm talking kind of a cut above, just our. Yo, we're yes. both immigrants, right? So we right. can just above our immigrant problems here. Yes. <laughs> um, what makes Australia Australia? That's. I'm not saying that we have to have the discussion, but this is maybe something to think about. Why are we here? Mm. Who are we? What's what's our identity? Right. Yes, we have the flag. Yes, we have the passport. That's good. We have the values. Okay. <clears throat> How is it different to other Western countries? Let's right. say, for I, example, I yeah? I, th- I think this is just me. Sure, I think we've lost a sense of direction as everybody as a country. did. Everybody yeah. did. You're not the only ones. So. And I just feel like we're lost at the moment because we're in a transition. You yeah, can say you, yeah. you, it, it's like yeah. the glo- remember that guy, 1910 and 1950, yeah. right? It's yeah. like the old system is kind of on the way out, maybe. Yeah. yeah. And the new one is still being built. So you're kind of in, in between a little bit. How would you how would you how would you say it was different with your parents' generation? What was different about the sense of direction? I don't said? think there was that polarizing opinion when my parents were a bit younger, or mm-hmm. probably my age. Mm-hmm. I think Everyone, I think we got along more. I think, well, I think they would have got along more with other people than what we do. There was more now. tolerance, is what you're saying. More, more tolerant to other opinions. To other opinions, mm-hmm. where I think we've Good. shifted away from that. More How? Tolerance. How so? How so? So people are what? You can't say these things. I'm gonna. Yes. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. we're a bit more volatile. Volatile. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's just me. No, no, absolutely. That's what I think. Absolutely. I think we're a bit private, more volatile. I don't think we're thing. as volatile as we probably were when my parents were my mm-hmm. age. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's also have something to do with the mission of the country. So, like, let's say America, right? Mm. Shining city on the hill, the beacon of democracy, the arsenal of democracy, maybe, to quote uh, President mm. um, FDR. Back in 1941, I think, or 41. Um, what makes, so they still have a mission, right? What makes us? What what's our mission? Mm. What's our mission? That's a that's a good question. Mm. question to and, ask. and and again Grapple and again, it's it's not that I want to undermine the gun. No, 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 mm. no, 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 no. I want to. It's a thought exercise to grapple with. Yes, it? yes, yes. As a society, maybe maybe that is why we sometimes disagree so much. Maybe that is why we cannot find bridges because. Mm. We need to have something common, common, yeah. yes, common denominator. And then it's like, uh, you are from wherever you are. I am from wherever I am, but it's okay. We might disagree, but in the end, we're all 
in this country. Walking towards a common goal. Yes, yes. Right. We are in this country and for this country, and you're going to contribute in your way, and I'm going to contribute wow. in my way. Where you That's the first time I'm thinking about that. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Really? I think we've probably lost the sense of we're all in this together. That Ah, that's a, that's that's a good one. Yeah, that's, that's a good probably, one. That's, that's probably more, that's, I can probably put that more articulate. Mm-hmm. I can articulate it as that <laughs> yes. rather than what I uh-huh. just said So the said sense before. of togetherness. Yes, now, yes, yes. Nowadays, the contemporary yeah. English, uh, instead of learning a word, you can just say the word and ness, <laughs> and it's going to be a word. <laughs> togetherness. Yeah. 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 Unity. Yeah. Unity. Yeah. Or maybe it's a perception as well. Maybe, maybe because again, we're looking at history and it's, and it's kind of logical, right? Mm. Maybe. Well, at the same time, you know, when people say life used to be easier. I read something recently, a piece of research. Um, if there is one law about systems, any systems, they do get more intrinsic, more complicated mm. in order to fight entropy, right? right? And a system cannot be in a stasis. It, it yes. has to move on. Evolve. And, and in, in order to evolve, it has to more layers, more layers, more layers. Mm. So when people say life used to be easier, maybe to an extent, yes, but, maybe in some areas, but in some areas it used to be just worse. I would medicine, say, let's say that they're safety. using the wrong word not easy, simple is the right Simple, thing. okay, okay, Just accepted. Simple. Correct. Simple. correction accepted, correction accepted, yes, yes. Simple yes. is a better way of putting yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Right. So simple. Simple. Yeah. Yeah. simpler. Yeah. Yeah. No cars, horses, yeah. less CO2, simple. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. and nowadays iPhones, iPhones. I, 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 exactly. I, I still, uh, yeah, <clears throat> you, we would probably remember still the days without the internet. I remember, yeah, I, rem- I remember getting out. the internet for the first time. I remember getting yeah. a, a landline for the first yeah. time, 1996. You just now. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. You belong. You belong here. <laughs> you belong here. No, no, no. I'm just kidding. But I remember that too. I remember that those landline uh, phones mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. you could have the internet. Ah, and, ah. Uh, I remember ah. if you were on the internet, you couldn't use the phone. Yeah, that too. And, and modem, making, yes. making, making all these like... It'd take about 10 minutes for the internet to turn on. Yeah. Dial up. Dial up and what's called. <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying that these were the good old days, but... Um, when I look at, at the past and then I look at the present, no wonder people are so confused. Young mm. people, my, my students, no, our students. Mm. And I always tell them, you are the future. You will make this country in 10 years. You will be us. You will be the, the main, the most active, you know, the ones who create the most revenue, create families, buy houses, you know, that, that category. Right. So we definitely got to focus on you every single time. And it's like a revolving door. Every semester, you know, new new component, new group of students comes in and we are talking about a discipline. We're giving them certain, um, a package of knowledge, right? About, let's say, World War II or Soviet history or what have right. you. But it's wider. It's every, every time it's wider because it challenges them. And so you enter week one, you're one person, you come out, week 12, you're a different person Person. because you've you've just been grappling with complex ideas and having not these sort of conversations, but kind of these sort of Q&A is my my favorite favorite part. I usually read, you know, uh, a standard like lecture, let's say, say on Monday, it's an hour and a half, right? I usually do uh, about 60 minutes, maybe 55, deliver on 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 the topic whatever the topic is, and then 30, 35 minutes, I take Q&A. And yes, they are about um, the topic and they are about, oh, I actually wanted to, what was the position of the kind of, but they sometimes just drift off. Right. Uh, into into just life. Hmm? Because it's, it, it is life. Inevitably. Yeah. What is history? Hmm? It's not a, it's not, it's not like, that's just, it's just life. It's just life thrown into the past. Right. Right. You said that 
when students enter week one and they exit week 12, mm. they're a different person. I, I would hope so. I would hope so that, that, you know, they're challenged in the best possible way. Intellectually, they learn something because of that challenge. Right. So when you started your journey and you're here, and I'm, I'm sure that your journey of knowing, getting knowledge isn't stopped yet, but no, you're a, you're, you must be a different person when you started this and now. Absolutely. absolutely. How, how has that changed you? What specifically? The the fact that, that, that I just became a more complex person, person. intellectually. Right. Well, first of all, has that changed your perspective on life oh, sure. and death, of course? Oh, sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, I... Uh, because you read about bad guys. Oh, yeah. I, I still read about <laughs> bad guys. That's all, that's all I do. I, I, I look and that's why I said that good is... Let's say good and evil. It, they do exist. There is... It, it's kind of fancy to be morally relativistic. Nowadays, you know, oh, so it depends on the perspective. Yes, yes, sometimes it depends on the perspective, but then there are also you know, kind of baselines. Mm -hmm. You just haven't seen it. That right. then, if, you, if you're saying that evil doesn't exist, it's like, yeah, you haven't seen it. Study, yeah, study history. You yeah. haven't seen bad people and what they can right. do. And then there is no, no light bulb, uh, bolt strikes them. No, nothing happens. They just cruise through life. Um, or not. Depends. That uh, depends. And good people can suffer. Um, yes, it did. It did change me. I maybe there is only a, a number of lessons that I drew on, but uh, I keep I keep thinking about it. Um, where should I start? Even it's a, I, uh, yeah, that's it's a, a very uh, vague question. A, no, 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 no. The question the question is just it's a good one. It gives me all the freedom at the same time. That's great. Mm. What did I learn from history? What did I learn? Well, there's always hope, right? There's always hope. You gotta hope. Yourself. You gotta hope for yourself. You gotta um, make something out of yourself. For that, you have to know yourself. Right. For that, you have to have a role model, or or a few. You don't have to be a copycat. Mm -hmm. You just have to aspire. Well, mm -hmm. I like that how this guy does his podcasts, and I like how this guy is um, loyal to his job or something else. You can emulate these things, right? Right. Um, then it's a never-ending journey, yes, intellectually. There's no such thing as, oh, I graduated uni and that's it. Although statistically, we know that most of the people do not read after they graduate uni. Hence, when you really understand what the university education was about, I, I have these conversations with my uh, graduates sometimes. They say, oh my, 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 Oleg, if I could just retake it again, I would have been, I would have attended everything. Right. I would have been, I would have asked a trillion, zillion, billion questions, right? And I would have been on top of everything yeah. because, well, yes, you're young, you're cruising, right? It's, it's, it's normal, but only in hindsight, you kind of learn. Um, and some of them do come back, do come back for, for a second, for a second tour, so to speak. So you learn and you continue to learn throughout. There's no such thing as I graduated uni. Now I'm, I, now I'm smart. It's like, no, you're not. Um, you kind of smarter, but when can I, you can't really say I'm smart. Right. Maybe you have some, some wisdom, some experience under your belt, but it takes time. And especially it takes time. I also, one thing I learned that um, negative experiences are much, they change you much more profoundly. And hence that's back to my very uh, first minute of this podcast they change you much more profoundly than positive experiences. Absolutely. You you draw many more conclusions. If you ask if you ask people who are running a big business and you ask them, okay, so here's a good year when you made plus 
50% your revenue. They'll say, yeah, it was a good year. What did it teach you? Well, you know, you do this, 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 and maybe, maybe you, or maybe it was just the turn of the market. You don't know. But if you, if you ask them, what was the year when you lost everything? God forbid, but, oh, I, I learned so much more from it, right? That's why, that's why negative experience is very important. Adversity in a sense that I, d- I don't quite believe that that phrase of Nietzsche, you know, what, what doesn't kill you, make you makes you stronger. Not necessarily it can it can take away all the all the energy out of you and for years you will be recuperating and kind of sitting in that dark place on that couch not eating healthy right um but some controlled adversity i would say Mm. controlled environment that can be good for you it's like training right what what what, when do you work out when when you work out when you work out right when you when you're pushing i don't know it's um uh, it's a leg press, let's say, yeah, right? right? You think, okay, yeah. what can I do? Let's say I can do 150, right? Mm-hmm. So you put just a little bit more. So it's 160, 170. And you think, well, okay, that's not 200 where my knees, or well, maybe, maybe you maybe you lift 300, I don't know. But let's say it's not 200 when my knees are going to crack, right? Mm-hmm. So that's going to be bad. Mm-hmm. And it's not 140 because yes. I'm past that already. Right. So I'm pushing myself just a little bit more. It's controlled. Controlled? controlled. It's controlled. And I learned that and then I'm at 160 mm-hmm. from now on, right? As long as I continue. So you gotta continue pushing. L- what I tell my students, sometimes they ask questions about what is life like when when you graduate? Well, of course it depends. But in general, I sometimes tell them that adult life or post, post-graduation life, you will have to figure it out. But general principles are responsibility. That's the mm-hmm. first one. What is effectively uni education apart from the education component? It's a, it's a model of life, right? What, what is your job as a student when you're at uni? Talk to smart people, uh, read smart things, write your thoughts on smart right. things. Right. That's assessment. Unless you're, let's say, no disrespect at all, uh, unless you're getting a TAFE education, which is like, this is how you pull the plugs, this is how you... It's very hands-on. Yeah, yeah, hands-on, hands-on. Arts education, let's say, it's not like that. Or medicine, medicine, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like that. It's different. It, it it challenges you on the intellectual level. So, um, life after graduation, which scares many, many people, and of course, it's very hard to have blank statements here. But what I usually say is, um, you're responsible for everything. And back in the days when you were a student, if you slip up, well, you can get an extension or maybe a bit of a slap in the wrist and your assessment is not so hot so, mm-hmm. right? In real life, um, you will lose money or opportunity or something else. Consequences are much more serious. Right. Much, much, much more serious. It's and a model of life. Yes, 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 yes. And then to an extent you're alone with it all. And, mm-hmm. the, and the number of challenges from life grows exponentially. Right. So you sleep less, but at the same time, it's like every single task as time goes by, takes less mm. because you know, you have experience and you know the shortcuts, good shortcuts, not right. like you skimped on. No, you just know how to get from point Efficient. A to point yeah. efficiently, from yeah. point A to point Z in one zip, in, in one zip, ping, mm. you're there, you know that. And then you also get to make money and enjoy life uh, outside of work the way you see fit, right? right. It's like, uh, like in The Sopranos, this is what being a boss is, right? Uh, sometimes uh, uh, you, you steer the ship the best way you, you can. Sometimes it's smooth. Sometimes you hit the rocks and you find your pleasures where you find them. Right. Tony Soprano. Mm, that was, that was Junior, was, but yes. But I yeah, actually, actually very interesting, <clears throat> very interesting um, 
series? Yeah, TV series in general, yes. Very. It, it is actually about, if you look into it, it's not so much about the mob, it's about the world in decline. Mm. What is the first thing he says in the in the very first episode? I don't, I don't remember. Have you watched it? No, I, I've watched oh. it a very long um, time ago. Yeah, yeah. Well, I rewatched it uh, multiple times, and it's like it teaches you something. Uh, the first thing, the first thing he says, he's a mob boss, right? He says, uh, the best is over. I came to this thing, meaning mafia, criminal lifestyle, too late. So, and he constantly lives in this reflected glory of his father's days, you know, the the sixties, the seventies, because the yeah. world has moved on. Yeah. Right. Because you're you're not there. Mm. You're not there anymore. You don't. You don't quite belong. Yeah, you can get in, but what's the leftovers? Yeah. I mean, good for us, the society. Yeah. Actually, globally, as you know, um, the number of violent violent crimes right. is going down progressively over the last fifty years. Wow, it has. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> less yeah. poverty. Less, less poverty. Less mugging on the street. Less, you know, crazy guys with knives and all the rest of it. Mm -hmm. um, and this is when the component of people just start taking things for granted, which is normal for us. This is the component of comfort, taking comfort for granted. Um, this is where it seeps in. This is when I talk to some people, young people. They, some people, it's normal for them to be critical of the country, right? Or right. of the way of life. They're very worried. Probably every single um, every single generation gets a little bit more worried. You know, they're worried about, yeah. uh, uh, about the equality issues. They're worried about, uh, well, the, really big one is the ecology you know the whole green green oh oh yes yeah. the yeah. environment environment that's yes. the one yeah sorry um they really are worried they really are scared um and at the same time um they have to learn that you will be responsible for it as well <laughs> very soon yes <laughs> that's hard that's a hard task that's a hard task learning responsibility it is so how much way would you put on a college or a degree versus mm -hmm. someone who's a very social learner, let's say what we're doing. Uh -huh. Would you say that's more structured? In Absolutely. University? Absolutely. As I, as I, as I said, as I said, nowadays with the, with the, with the advent of technology, with right. fantastic Absolutely. libraries yes. and everything else. Yes. It, well, let's say if I am me, can I get a uni education without leaving my room? Yes, but it's me because I. this is what I do. This is my job, mm -hmm. right? Um, but you need the university experience because key is experience. I'll give you an example and you'll understand exactly what I mean. Remember the COVID years? Right. Mm -hmm. oh, what was, what is the difference? Everybody's sitting in their room and getting an education on Zoom. Why is it not working? Well, it was working, of course, we made it work, mm -hmm. but my, my, did we yes. undergo oh, globally, globally, did we undergo a trauma? Mm. 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 What's the difference, right? Because you gotta go there, you gotta go to the campus, you gotta make those connections, you gotta meet those people. Because it's much nice to see. Uh, I, 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 we're here. I yeah. see you in three D, yeah. right? And then feel the vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you see the face. There's yeah. no there's, there's yeah, the yeah. whole the whole thing, right? Um, because humans are very kind of tactile creatures in that yeah. sense, right? <laughs> and and pack creatures as well. Yes. So, university education provides you not just with the skills especially let's say arts education, soft skills, right? Mm -hmm. How to write, how to think, how to think diligently and in, a, in an intellectual fashion, how to write. That's an important skill. Mm -hmm. Many people haven't written uh, any sort of long text since year 12, right? For, for years and years and years. But then you go out there into the workforce and you can't write. That, that happens, that happens. So university provides you, university education provides you with a structure. You're also talking to the well, reasonably smart people, 
Yeah, they're they're they're, they're academics, so hence they and, right. and they also went through a certain system of uh, screening and processing. Um, but these things that you mentioned, these two approaches to education, they are not mutually exclusive. Mm. As I said, education is a lifelong endeavor. So you can learn socially, and you will learn socially if you're on campus, um, and you will learn academically. Mm. The best part about being a young student, let's say, is that your mind, at least I see it, maybe maybe it's just me, your mind is like a sponge. Whatever you feed it, it just yeah. stays there. I can, I can remember things from the early 20s, right? And I don't remember what happened last week. Yes, you know, it's, too, it's just too fast, right? Mm-hmm. Too fast and, and your brain kind of yeah. goes, yeah, yeah, that's just dross. It's not important, it just goes on. Um, but when you are in your 20s, you gotta be very, you gotta understand that whatever you give your, your brain, He's gonna remember, or she's gonna, they, it, I don't know. They, your brain's gonna retain this information. Absolutely, so yeah. make sure you get a good diet, right. <laughs> intellectual diet, food for thought. And it's hard to find people who are so much superior than, well, superior is a very mm-hmm. negative word, but like they have so much more knowledge than you do, mm-hmm. so much more experience than you do. Apart from the university environment, yes. yes. This is like a hobby, it's a, I, I call it, a, it's a joke, but it's not a joke, it's a shrine of knowledge. Shrine of knowledge. Yeah, wow. it's a shrine of knowledge. We, it we, is. We, we, we hold certain knowledge, but not like, you know, monks in a secretive order. No, 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 no. I'm glad to share. Mm-hmm. Sharing means that this knowledge lives on, it moves on, and it serves the society. Because, again, chaos. I will tell you something. I do not know how this, uh, this uh, uh, narrative of mine today is going to go. Hopefully, yeah. it'll make some people feel better. I hope so. I certainly do. Maybe it'll... Maybe you'll be you'll be making a discovery in, over the next scientific discovery over the next fifteen years, and you'll right. say it all started at that podcast yeah. in this room. Yeah, Who knows? Absolutely. Who knows? Everything that you do matters. Everything. And here's another thing that I want to tell you. This is when my students they they really are afraid sometimes, but it's actually very liberating. Everything you do matters. Yes. Everything is connected. Yes. And also, everything is permanent. Everything the is concept of permanence is missing, just like. We, we were talking about disorientation, right? The concept of permanence, I feel. Maybe that's what being young is, that you everything is kind of fleeting. Everything is in the flux. That's healthy. However, I've seen, I'll give you just a real life situation, right? A person X, person X comes in and we just have a bit of a chat. And I see that a person X has a, a tattoo, whole half arm, right? Mm-hmm. And it's half done. Mm-hmm. It's a, just a conversation, right? I just ask a polite question. It's like, oh. What, what is that? Oh, it's some sort of a symbol. I don't remember what it was. Um, I still have to get it finalized and, you know, co- put color in it. And da, da, da. I said, oh, yeah, how, how many more sessions? You know, oh, maybe two more. I said, you don't sound too happy. No, no, I don't. I'm not sure that I like it. And, and I've heard other stories of similar, of similar quality. Like, I'm not sure that I like it. I said, oh, that's kind of. Sad. <laughs> well, why, why not? I don't know. I just decided to do it because I decided to do it. See? Wow. I, and it, it's not a person's fault. It's a, it's a person's, not misfortune, right? It's not It's not something like this. that person cut off their limb or something. Yeah. But it's more like, do you understand that this is permanent? Everything you do is permanent. There's no... Permanent. Uh, when people say it was just a stage in my life, yes, but that stage made you who you are. True. Hence, it's permanent. It doesn't mean that you have to fall into a, a psychological arrest and and be like, I'm so afraid of doing anything. Mm-hmm. It's very liberating. Just make sure that what you do is good, permanent. 
Right. Yeah. Good permanent. Good permanent. Good permanent. Yeah. Maybe like that's that. what we can roll with. Good permanent. Why, why are people scared of change? Because of the comfort and because of the entitlement and because change is pure chaos, like war, right? right. Chaos rules there. You don't know whether you're going to live or die. You don't know what's going to happen in the next 10 minutes. A shell comes through and boom, you're gone. Um, people are scared of change because it's, it's, it's a delicate balance that we have to strike be between healthy change that doesn't break us and a change at, with, from which we can go backwards in case it doesn't work, right? But that doesn't have to be permanent yeah. as a political change, right? Yeah. Maybe we, it's like um, in, in Switzerland, I think a few years ago, they tried to, uh, um, to vote on the universal income. Right. The universal, very divisive topic, right? Some people would say, what's the point? Well, there are also counter arguments to that. All the points are made here because these people are going to spend money. Money is going to return to the economy anyway. So you're not losing anything. Yeah. Um, universal income. And maybe the way to, I always think that maybe these big projects, we can maybe test them out on a little patch. Like, you know, when you... Yeah. Shining sample. your shoes, yeah. Try try the sample, and if and if, and if and if you see any discoloration, discontinue the use. <laughs> <laughs> so people are afraid of change because they don't know what's coming from it. How will it shift my life? Sometimes you don't know. You just see a politician on the television or in your feed saying it's going to be a great thing for you. It's like, how do you know? Right. I know you're well off. What about me? So, so yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, what what happened with the study in Switzerland? Um. I th th there wasn't a study. They tried to uh, to vote on it. I think it fell. Oh, okay. I, th I think that I okay. think they decided not yeah, to okay. not not okay. to go with that no, right. because otherwise Switzerland. Will <laughs> I think I heard great a similar well. yeah. heard a similar story that about universal income and when people got universal income, they started doing creative jobs, like arts. Yes. Uh -huh. uh, again, very faint memory yeah. of yeah. something I must yeah. have heard uh, on the internet somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's it's like, uh, should we have universal income? Well, yes and no. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Another thing about education, back to education, is that I keep saying that history, let's say history, my discipline, keeps challenging you, right? But you also challenge yourself, right? You have to ask yourself questions. Maybe, maybe. I don't. I don't know. It's not like you must. Maybe it's a good exercise that have no particular one-sided answer to it. For example, what is the point of life? Mm. It's like, how can I get to that point? How can I get to the point when I know the answer to it? Right? Experience. Yeah. Should I have a family? Yes, no. What do I want? F what do I, where do I see myself in five years and 10 years? Mm. Right? The horizon of planning. Am I better off? This is a big one, actually, that everybody can do. Am I better off than three years ago, two years ago, five years ago? Then there is the problem of comparison, of course. Many people suffer from, well, uh, hmm. Jenny or Jenny or Katie, they have it better than me. Uh, that person has a better car, better house, better everything. It hurts, right? That, that, that can hurt because it's right there. But the only thing that you can, another thing that I learned from history, I guess, or from gazing into the past, you can only compare yourself with yourself. 
you have no, even your relatives are not, when your father or your mother or whoever, your relative is telling you, back in my days when I was your age, well, when you were my age, that was a different country, country yeah. right? So it's mm -hmm. like, it's not really compatible, right? Mm -hmm. Have you seen the prices, house prices? It's like, oh, come on. Um, it's also, yeah, you got to compare yourself only with yourself. And you learn perspective of life only later on when you, when you move through it. When you're a student, when you're early 20s, what do you know? What do you know? You were in high school three years ago. Do you think everyone's really obsessed with the idea nowadays? Idea? What idea? I, sorry. Idea of like finding the purpose of life nowadays more than they were back then? That's a good question. Yes and no. <laughs> it's one of those. Because it's, 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 a, it's a common message out there. Like mm. what we're doing even. I'm, mm. I'm challenging myself. Great. Right. And am I... Are we or are this is the society pushing too hard because we're constantly bombarded with already so much distraction that it's already hard to find? It was already hard to find, and since we have so much distraction around <coughs> us, is it pushing too much? I don't think that. Oh, well, what is the society is pushing? There are various groups within the society. Some right. are trying to sell their product, and they're saying this. I don't know. Bang will change your life. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know that they're just trying to sell a product. product. Come on, yes, come on. Yes, yes. And so so that, that you can just discard that, right? Um, some people are trying to get more clicks on their podcasts, right? Mm -hmm. uh, look, we once, well, uh, I'll, I'll stay, I'll try to stay in Australia when talking about it. Once the kind of physical and uh, the, the physical environment is built and solved. So let's say you have a place to stay, your belly is full people inevitably start looking inward, start looking, wow. what do I do with right, myself right, now? Right. Now that I'm fed, it's warm, right? Look, look, look around, we are fed, uh, it's warm, uh, we got some water. You know, for some people on this planet, <laughs> this is liquid gold, luxury. Yeah, luxury. Right. yeah. that's yeah. like your mama gets this for you on a, on a happy birthday. It's like, yeah, again, comparison, right? right? And this yeah. is happening now, not 40 or 80 years ago. Oh, a lot of unhappy places. It's like the fact that we live in Australia, we're already in top 1% of the world population. Absolutely. So it's like, what well, maybe another thing is that, of course, people want to move and they want that change. But another component that is, we have to learn maybe a little bit. It's not that we have to live on, only on that and do nothing and just gratitude. You gotta be grateful. I'm very grateful to this country because I've been to another country. It's a very interesting country. Very interesting. You know, Russia. Very interesting. Oh, kind of terrible what's happening over there now. But um, that's a different topic. Um, I'm very grateful that Australia exists, that this society exists, that these people exist. That Australia gave me an opportunity to work with um, with young minds and shape the future of that country where I stand. Right? Where? 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 where 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 fate and chaos <laughs> put me <laughs> put me in so to speak uh, so the fact that people are grappling with what is the point of life that's a good thing isn't it um, the problem is that many people they, they there was this uh, was it one of the big universities ran a test a number of years ago um, they would take a person again don't quote me on this again faint faint memory from the internet. Um, we're all corrupt, I guess, in that sense. They would take a person, uh, a, sam a sample of people, uh, and they would give them a choice. Either stay with yourself and your thoughts for 
15 or 20 minutes just sitting in a room thinking about life. And they will tell them, think about life, think about these big questions. Or you get a quick electric shock and you, and you don't have to do that. And like 70, like just, you know, like a yeah, quick, like a zip, buzz. Zip, yeah. Yeah, zip, and you don't have, that's it. 15 minutes counted. Right. 70% of people chose 15 minutes, uh, chose the buzz over 15 minutes. Can't believe. It's, it's scary to be with yourself. And that's why I said the first thing, I know thyself. You have to know what you are, what you like, what you dislike. When you become older, you learn these things. And of course they change, they shift. But uh, it's very hard for young people in that sense. Who am I? Do you think stoicism is the antidote to it? Ah, you're, 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 are you into stoicism? Get a little it. bit. Get that's it. a hard philosophy. I think that out of the philosophical systems that are more practical, Practical, yes. that's one of them, definitely. And, and I'm not surprised that there's such a, there's so much literature and popular literature and stoicism now and, you know, YouTube videos and shorts and this. Yes, yes. there's a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's funny, but I think I would, I, again, as mm -hmm. you said, the, the childhood that I've had and the, mm -hmm. the environment that I've had, I've naturally gravitated towards that. And you're from, yeah, I didn't if choose I, if that. I may. What's that? You are from? I'm from North India. Oh. And uh, again, single parent childhood mm -hmm, and, you mm -hmm. know, all that chaos, too mm -hmm. much chaos growing up. And so you know my theory. <laughs> exactly. And uh, so hard to find role models, yes. hard to navigate your way. I, w I got here when I was 17. So it's like life picked me up, put it in a jungle and said, hey. Still go. very malleable. Still still very malleable. Right. That's I was 18, let's say. That's 18. Good, doesn't matter. It's, and it's life was like, go, hey, go find it, figure your way out. Yep. So. Again, well, I you did. You did. Looks like you. Did. Looks like you did. Looks like you did. Maybe some people, you know, back in the old country, you know, some right. people were just tougher. Life is tough, so people produces tough people. Sometimes, when you have a legitimate uh, problem, or you said, let's say, some people, older generation specifically, sometimes younger generation as well, they would say, ah, you're just lazy. You know, come on, quit, quit, quit your whining. Come on, get up, get up. Right? And maybe that's bad, but maybe in the long term, you know how they um, used to teach uh, certain parents would would, you, would 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 teach their kids how to swim uh, the deep end of the pool. I just drop right. you there, and if you start drowning, I will save you. But otherwise, sink or swim, yes. right? And figure it out. Controlled resistance. Con controlled resistance. Yeah, controlled environment. Controlled right. adversity. Yes. Controlled, and it's scary. But your daddy's there. Oh, mommy's there, right? Or your parents are there. They will help you. Yes. But you have to encounter the challenge. Otherwise, how are you going to learn? And maybe, I mean, even 20 years ago, I heard that uh, we created too good a life for them. No wonder they don't want to leave the house. You know, it's, it's a bit more complicated than that. A bit more complicated. We are, as you said, bombarded. Social media, I think, is what really changed us. And we still do not know what kind of change that is. As a human, humans, yes. human, I'm not talking about Australia, I'm talking about humans. Everybody has an iPhone. Right. Well, not iPhone, no, smartphone. Mm -hmm. Everybody has a smartphone. Everybody has this access. Everybody's in, in contact all the time. It's good, but it's also bad. You kind of kind of hard to disappear if you want to disappear and have some privacy. Let's say, right? right. Because everything is out there yeah. all the time. It's right. So difficult to form your own Opinions. ideas. And that too. Yeah. And that too. And That's as you point. as you said as you said, you would listen to a guy on on a, on a, even on a podcast maybe. <laughs> um, and you'll be like, mm, that guy has all, all this woman or whoever, this yeah. person has all these um, accolades, right? Right. It must be true. 
Not necessarily. This person is not. It's also figuring out life as playing that game, game of life yeah. as as they go, as they go. So, I think it's a good thing that people are looking more inward, because maybe maybe it'll be, make them a better person. Maybe you you have to encounter challenge, and and hopefully you will come out with some experience, good experience, not baggage experience, good experience, some conclusions that you drawn yourself, not read somewhere. Mm. Drawn yourself. Drawn yourself. Drawn yourself. Um, but of course, it leads some people to, especially in life nowadays, it leads people to cynicism. Let's say that's a very. I play. I, I I toyed with that when I when I was a teenager. Mm. That's a ticket to nowhere. Yeah. Uh, qu- quite literally. Of course, the cynics will say, "Well," or nihilists even nihilism as well. Oh, of course, oh, the whole life is a ticket to nowhere. Mm. You will not care. It's like I had this discussion with one historian a number of years ago, very accomplished historian. And I said, well, I'm kind of proud that I'm an academic, a young academic. I'm very, because I, I derive a lot of sense of worth, yes. even when it's so hard for me sometimes and challenging. And I don't know this country. I don't have any friends. It's so, everything, everything screams at me and this is not even my language. Mm. Right? I, der- I derive a gigantic sense of worth right. from what I do because I create something. And I was so proud. And that academic told me, um, you're naive. I said, okay, maybe. Nobody's going to care in 30 years what you wrote. I thought that is... That's a very nihilistic approach. That, that, is, that is so sad. <laughs> that is it so is sad. sad. <laughs> um, uh, the, the problem of overproduction definitely exists in, in, in our neck of the woods. Just too many things, too many smart people, too, too many things come out simultaneously. But still, some of them stay. So st- some of them stay and you still contribute. It's like I see it as a... I see academia as a, this great wall right? It's a gigantic long wall. And if you're an academic, you will get, you will have to, in fact, to contribute to it by creating a brick with your name on it and putting it in the wall. And you will always say, yes, there's a million other bricks with other names. These two, three, maybe one, maybe three, maybe five, depends on you. You know, one author back in the day said that very smart people, like super smart, talented writers, they get one idea per life, one idea, one one subject, one um, situation, something. And they kind of replay, replay, and replay, and replay. And very smart, top geniuses. Maybe they get two ideas. I guess we as academics, we hopefully, we get a bit more than just two. <laughs> maybe maybe many, many more. Um, so stoicism is might be a good answer to it, yes. But at the same time, you have to understand that there there must be a degree of flexibility. Absolutely, right? you, rules are good, parameters are good, as long as they don't don't uh, choke you. That's where creativity falls in. Mm. If you're a creative person, yeah. Yeah. then you're you. There's intrinsically inbuilt in you to not follow the parameters. Yes, yes, yes. It's yes. inbuilt in you. Exactly, exactly. Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 good. But at the same time, par- Again, parameters are also good. Too much of order is bad and too much of chaos, chaos is, is bad. Yeah, we are fighting, we, in a sense, we're trying to, the, to, we are trying to mm-hmm. find that happy balance between chaos and order, order. right? So, because maybe there is, it's also like a chicken and an egg question, right? Which came first? Was there chaos before? And then we... in beat order, order into, into it, it or maybe there was order into it and you need a degree of chaos, chaos. to it or maybe if well if my theory theory is of any worth which i don't know to me it makes sense it's like yeah you just, it's it's there it's both simultaneously yin and yang 
Yeah, it's both similar. And and when you look at yin and yang, there's a component of the of right. the other. Yeah, the, there's black a and white. Black, black circle in the in the white yes. in the white field and the, uh, and the, yep, yeah, the other yeah, ones. yeah 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 yeah. So life is life is hard because it, it very often it's not even black and white. It's just gray and the shades of that. That's why people get discouraged. You know, some people they arrive at thirty or let's say thirty five and they say, "Is that all there was? What <clears throat> happened to my dreams?" And that's how the midlife crisis happens. <laughs> and it's true because life is again. Uh, I don't know if you know Jordan Peterson. He said he said. Uh, is that a Canadian professor, a professor? Something yeah, yeah. he wrote a book. So, yeah, Twelve, 12 rules for life. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I agree with most things he says. Uh-huh. It's great. Uh-huh. He said, and one of his rules is, pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. You have to have some distractions. Is that what it means? No, it says that. When if life is pain and suffering, there's don't miss out on those l- uh, opportunities of light that you uh, see. So if you see a cat, uh-huh, uh-huh, on the uh-huh. there's so, maybe maybe we can reinvent it a little bit. I, I, yeah, I, I yeah, that's Peterson, cool. of course. Um, you have to appreciate beauty in life. Oh, yeah. life actually is beautiful, and this is a, to me at least, it's a big component of being grateful. Life, it's not, it's not only oh, I made so much money. It's like no, well, it also depends. Money doesn't mean anything to some people. To me, to me, for example, it's a tool. It's just a tool. Um, but you have to appreciate beauty. The beauty, the world is beautiful. Sometimes when you look at the nature and you just think, oh, this is just everything is perfect yes, yes. and it works and it's just there for you to take in. How there was this old song. Um, the best things in life are free. Mm. You know, love, nature, sunlight, sunlight. Look People. at look look at the sunlight that we have. Yes, and I know melanoma and skin cancer and all the rest. <laughs> of it. But but when you wake up, when you wake up, sometimes at at, at eight right. or nine or whenever you wake up and you just come out and it's like, it's sunny and you're just like, oh, this is beautiful. People pay money. Are you a sunset person or a sunrise person? Um, I'm a sunrise, sunset person. I wake up, well, I have kind of <laughs> broken sleeping patterns, I guess. Yeah. I, I wake up early. Right. I wake up very early, yeah. What do you mean by early? Define early for me. <laughs> early, early. When three, do you, when three a.m.? No, 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 no. Five. No, a bit, six, five, five, thirty, five, fifteen. Yeah. Seven sometimes on a good day. Uh, yeah. Uh, sleeping, sleeping, sleeping is one thing that, is very important to a person, as you said, that people are looking um, more for the meaning of life, right? And sometimes you just have to change your diet, change your physical activity. We sit a lot. Right. We, we are the most sedentary, sedentary, is that the word? Um, we're the most sitting generation probably ever before in human history. Yeah. And that, that does something to us. So it's like you've had thousands of years, maybe even hundreds of thousands of years of working on the land. Mm-hmm. Right, or being active, being out yeah. there. Suddenly, we sit in those gray boxes, which is like right. office buildings, Offices. right? Yeah. And it's okay. You sit okay until you're like thirty-one, and then what? So you gotta be active. Hence, um, again, it's a balance. It's very hard. It's very hard to have both the body, both the mind, and looking into something that is beyond that mind. Um, trying to shape yourself into something. And you can't you you can't get bored. This is another thing that I remember struck me when I only arrived in this country. Right. People are so bored. And I looked wow. at this country and I said, "Wow, this country has fantastic opportunity for self-development. There's no violence. Well, okay, very limited violence. Mm. Um there's no violence, almost no violence. Um the general level of life is way higher than anything I've seen in my life." I'm not, <laughs> Again, everything, 
air, water, food, yeah. everything. Yeah. You've got sun. You've got sun. sun. Yes. You've got the sun, and it's fantastic. I mean, it's like a vacation every day. I still right. feel like that sometimes. Oh, when, yeah. it, when it's sunny, I come out. I'm like, look it's at this. Beautiful. This is beautiful. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. You've got to put on sunscreen and all the rest of it. But, but still, it's it's just it's just. And you've got beaches, huh? and and and. You take a quick drive and you're there. Boom. You're you're on a vacation. Yes. You're on vacation. People pay money to. We are. This country is blessed with natural resources. Yes. This country is blessed with a lot of talent. We have a lot of talent, as you said, multicultural society. Um, so boredom is a problem, and that's that's a that is connected that the problem of boredom to maybe the underpinning component of lack of gratitude, maybe a little bit, but mostly lack of the this concept of permanence is lacking. And I might interject you and say, go ahead. I would actually like people to get bored. I don't to get bored. I don't think people get bored enough. And really? Yes. Interesting. I say this because now we have this device in our pockets. Yeah. This laptop yeah. or screens or friends mm, or whatever it is. Mm, mm. I would want to be bored so that I can think about myself and get into my head. Mm -hmm. I am constantly receiving information. Yes, yes. We are, we, are, we are information junkies. So I would rather get bored. And I do try myself yeah. to do that, to, mm -hmm. you know, leave my phone in the car and go for yes. a walk on the beach. Ah, okay. And that's yeah. not bored. That's not bored. You're just, uh, you're just uh, distracting yourself from your daily activity. I'm not, I can't remember if we told you or not, but we're both creatives. I'm a writer. Hmm. Harmon's a photographer and I do appreciate the boredom yes. because that means I can slow things that down. means I can slow things yes. down and think about the next thing to write but you're thinking so you're not yeah. bored bored is when people uh, I'll give you a real life example right person x <clears throat> has a birthday right I say okay what do you want to do for your birthday I don't know okay well what would you like to do in an ideal world hmm. I don't know, go out, maybe on dinner, whatever. I said, okay, well, let's go out. Let's, what would you like? I don't know, too many options. I said, okay, well, we keep going through the list and nothing works. That's boredom. Well, yes, yes. That's mean, that yeah. kind of boredom. Yeah. Not, you, you, but what you, what, yeah. what you both distra described, that's just distractions, healthy yeah. pauses. Yeah. And I'm all for, oh, yeah. sorry, I'm all for healthy pauses in that sense. We do have to have healthy pauses because yeah. the information is just yeah. like a torrent. You wake up. What is the first thing I do when I wake up? No, 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 no. I, I, ch I check my work email. I check my work email. Yeah. Okay. What What do we have? And plus, we're in Australia, so time zones, and especially when you have international oh, yeah, projects, man. people people are working. People are going to bed yeah. in some countries. Yeah. Like, hey, all like, up? have a look at this draft. <laughs> and they return it to me in a couple of weeks. I'm like, yeah, I've got six of those. <laughs> We have podcasts sometimes <laughs> with guests in America and mm. it'll be there a day before. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we were up here at 6 a.m. this morning. Wow. So wow. we've done those, a lot of those. And I was like, man, it kills me. It's yeah. like we're 14, 15 hours way ahead. <laughs> uh, way ahead. Of yeah. people. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand yeah. that. So, so boredom, I say, is uh, some people, some people are very swift to judge. They just say, only boring people are boring. Uh, bored. No, no, no. It's a bit more to it. Um, but we do have, as I said, that boredom will eventually, that boredom will lead you to that couch where you would just sit there and you'll be like, nothing makes sense. Because it just robs you of happiness. And I mean, yes, of course, what is happiness? But it robs you of con being content. Right. Okay. Right. Con right. 
Content. Content, I think. We should aim there. Good permanent and content. <laughs> when I am, and being honest, I get into that situation sometimes. And when I am into those situations, I say that to myself, that if I sit in my shit for too long, it stops smelling. Yeah. yeah okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Okay. That's Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Personal hygiene is very important. <laughs> Even if you're 25, it's yes. never too late. <laughs> well, mental sort of thing. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm, then again, it mm-hmm. pulls me out and I try to... I, I love I love trying new things. Good. Then you're then that means that you're not old and your mind is kind of receptive, receptive. For yeah. me, it's hard to switch off. It's really hard to switch off you from often. from thinking or, or not overthinking, but thinking. I'll if I'm not if I don't have anything to do, then I'm drafting something up. Mm-hmm. And you're you'll a know, writer. You'll know this. Mm-hmm. Yes. You'll know this. I'm either I'm on the emails. Writing. Or writing. Mm-hmm. Or I'm drafting up a new story idea. But here's the thing. I think you need to, as you said, switch yeah. off. For me, pool, billiards, mm. and jiu-jitsu. And mm. I think Jim does that. See, see, I can't switch off from work. You have to. Yeah, like This is a problem. This is yeah. a, I'll, 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 t- I'll tell you. Okay. We have international, Royal Week, yeah. right? Academics, well, very information constantly comes yeah. in. So like, a colleague of mine has a theory that we actually all academics eventually kind of lose their mind a little bit because it's just so much. We're not we're not we're not wired properly as humans to to take so much information so much. and pro- process it for years, yes. for decades sometimes. And remember most. And remember, you try to, you try <laughs> yes. to, you try, yeah, but yeah. you but you can't. Um, you remember professional things, but but not other things. Um, so burnout is a real problem. Yeah. You have to be able to switch, and you have to. It's like trying. Imagine that you're blindfolded and you're trying just uh, various foods from various plates and you're like, oh, that one is nice. So you have to try, for example, um, swimming for some people, swimming and sauna. No, seriously. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it, so- it sounds funny, but the mind-body connection is, <clears throat> no, it's I, like, it's, it's there. It, it exists. I, I know someone who, sw- who swims pretty regularly. and You don't have to swim like uh, quickly for, uh, no, in under 40 no. seconds. Just Pleasure, pleasure, pleasure. Yeah. Like, like a little duck. Yeah. You, know, you, you, you swim there, you swim there, uh, and, and then you go to a sauna, and then you come out and you feel better. You have to, because otherwise you will run yourself into the ground. Do you want that? It's like, you know, some people are not very kind to themselves, physically, let's say, and mentally. Resentment. Uh, not just resentment. It's also like they have bad habits. I, I, the way I look at it, you got this body. That's like, you've been given a Ferrari, basically, at the beginning of your life and you have yeah. one Ferrari, that's it. One car. One car. One car. Do you wanna do you wanna take a hammer to it or do you wanna drive it safe? Mm. But don't yeah. don't don't just leave it in the garage because it's just gonna collect dust over there. No, yeah. no, no. You 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 ride that car, you ride it, but you take care of it. Take care of it. You gotta take care of it. So physical discipline in a sense, and discipline in general is very helpful. I, what I learned is that humans like parameters in general. Right. we we're, we're very I know some people find this um just preposterous but we like hierarchies actually humans in general because we well that's the way we were designed kind of designed ourselves that's our evolution right you take a bunch of people Mm -hmm. and you put them 20 let's say you put them in the room and you leave them there for one day it'll be a different dynamics at first it's going to be chaos 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 and then there's going to be the the alpha yeah yeah and Yes, it might sound very old-fashioned and scary, but no, we just inevitably it's in our DNA. Them. We mm-hmm. inevitably formed them. We like, but too much, too much structure, too much hierarchy. That that's bad, bad too. Well. You you have to be able to kind of tolerate 
let's say, not in the best possible sense. You know, I have to live with the people who do not want to belong in the hierarchy, let's say. Okay, that's fine. So, yeah. Um, we, as a humanity, are undergoing a political change, a world change. And I just hope, as a historian here, that since last time it took from 1913, let's say, or 12, up until 19, early 1950s, late 1940s, nowadays everything is faster. I just hope that we do not make the wrong the wrong choices. I just hope we don't. Do you think AIA could be one of those? Oh, definitely. We, we keep... It's like a global human field of experiment. We put experiments on ourselves. We're like, oh, let's try that. Psst. Yeah. yeah, we, yeah, went yeah, yeah. I'm not talking about uh, any, you know, we, like vaccination because I, di I did this descent. <laughs> it's not that. What I'm talking about is, let's say, as I said, social media. Yes. Social media. We do not know what it did to us yet, globally. Right. Because it's still happening. So. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And you need, you need 20 years, a generation, 20, 22, 25 years to actually say that was good or that was bad sometimes you know in the in the moment but most of the time is in the moment what you see is just chaos so you're like well i hope that this is the best decision based on based on my experience maybe it the, could bring us together ultimately maybe yeah. maybe maybe that well i mean the idea behind social media is a great one right mm -hmm. it's a great one but it's so transformative so yeah. transfigurative we do not know what happened to us yet we still do not know if more recent things are to be conjured up or brought up um we still don't know what kind of impact socially covid has had on us wow. we still do not know how many people are still sad about it how many people are still recuperating from it psychologically businesses shut down Bi businesses uh, what, uh, down. yeah uh, what about what about the kids that were born inside inside quarantine. that it's like, what happened to them do we know no we don't when they grow up maybe we will we don't know yeah and then yeah, uh, it's a, it's a challenging life. It's it is, it is a challenge. It's it's that game. Of, but you have a choice of either continuing, so you take your own humanity, your own self, kind of on the chin, and you say, "I'm gonna I'm gonna go through." Bear because, your burden. Yes, you bear. Yes, you, it's hard. It's like you push that stone every day, but you gotta push it. Or, well, I think that even if you try to quit, life yeah. will still push you. Yeah. to push to, to get back yeah. get back to that stone and it's a dark place when you start getting into there because then people get suicidal and then that's genocidal. that's terrible that's ter that's that's dark place man. yes yes suicide suicides is it, well it is it, it is a problem depression i would say if, if i were if, if people would ask me what is number one sickness or condition like bad condition of the 21st century our society i would say depression mental health mental health is a big issue People got to take good care of themselves. And as as dark and horrifying it, that sounds, mm -hmm. I think it's such a... If you just shine like a torchlight and be like, talk to people, be kind to other people. Yeah. And the person who's depressed, you just be nice to them and have yeah. a chat with them. I yeah. think they'll be fine because to me, I think depression is the result of being isolated and just... No, it can come in many forms. It can come in many, in many reasons. Like I've known, I've known a few rich guys in my life, right? Like ultra rich with yachts and everything. They were the most, the saddest guys I've ever met, because everything is just uh, available. New Rolex, uh, new new car, uh, new house, and everything turns to ash. And so the only thing that they were happy about was discussing history. Actually, discussing history. Um, how do you write those books? It's like, you oh, just do your research. Oh, that is so interesting because this is something that you can't quite have 
Mm-hmm. But but it's there. It's there. Yes. Like the past, do I own the past? No, I'm just a I'm just a messenger. I just found something interesting. I wrote about it. Wrote my wrote my piece on it. Mm-hmm. And you, the public, are to judge whether it's good or not. And my professional colleagues are to judge whether it's good or not. Is it a contribution? Mm-hmm. Yes or no. But I know that it has my name in it, like that brick, right? Yeah. Um, your contribution yeah. to it. My contribution to it. So if you are listening to it and you're confused and uh, you're young, try to find an area or a topic where you can contribute positively to yourself, to the society, and maybe make some money <laughs> on the side with that. Man, this, then 60, 70 episodes, probably the best conversation yeah. we've had. Oh my God. No, no yeah. I, and I, I don't, well... I don't say so this. So like this weird therapy session, you know. We were supposed to we were supposed to be discussing history, history. but we were. We were we actually. Were we were because because inevitably we, we exactly. It is already history. It's like what happened yesterday is your history already. Right. It's already your history. Yeah. It's and it's there permanently. <clears throat> and you're free because of that. People say it's oh my god, it's so scary. So everything I have is permanent. Yes, yes, yes. Everything you do is permanent, but it's also you have the like the, the wheel is in your hand, right? Mm. The wheel, the, the steering wheel is in your hand. Choices. You, you are making these choices every day. Even if, you, even, if you, even if you're in total denial about it, you're still making them. Man, I've got, <laughs> I don't know how many questions I wrote. 65? <laughs> no, 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 hold on. So I've got all these questions written yeah. down. For like five. Yeah, yeah. But this is my favorite. I want to ask you this fire, fire round. question fire round. Is question. this like a blitz? Yeah, it's like a blitz. So let's I, see. Let's I, see I, I, answer, I answer as short as possible. One word or one line. Okay. Ultimate historical time travel destination. If you could try and travel to one destination in history, what, where would it be? Uh... Tr- travel like to stay go back in time yeah i, I understand but am i staying am i observing, observing am i observing. observe yeah observing observe could be a part of it if you want uh, so many <laughs> exactly um, yeah so many Nineteen <laughs> 1980s i guess 1980s 1980s would be specify for us would be interesting uh, australia or america I, mm. I want i want i want to find a question uh, i want to find an answer to the question of whether the so-called good old days were actually that good wow because many people look look at look at what's happening with the culture Uh, again very long-winded answer um (laughs) look at what's happening with um like the music the style the the topics that are being discussed many of them are in the 80s there's this weird i i start thinking about it there's this weird fascination with what happened 30 years ago everything so now it's the 80s the music you know everybody's discussing it over the next 10 years, it's going to be the 90s. Ah, these were the golden years. And then it's going to be the 2000s. Mm. But I, I wasn't around in the 1980s. That would be interesting. Um, yeah, I, I guess that. Okay. For, sure. for, for now. Historical figure you'd invite to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> and we've never done this before with any of the mm. guests. I thought, but I want to do this. No, that's just... That's, that's, that's Thought too <laughs> too many of too them. many options too right? too many too many of them. It's like that historical figure. That's fine. Yeah, sure. Yeah, that that historical figure. Um, Nicholas the second, the emperor, the emperor Nicholas of the second. Yeah, the last emperor of Russia. Yeah. <laughs> to ask him some questions. <laughs> um, that would be that would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Historical era you'd want experience in real life. Well, I think you've answered. But, but I, uh, you, you answer already that. answered yeah, that. The eighties. Most underrated historical event. Whoa. 
Whoa. Um, underrated historical man. Russian Civil War and Russian Revolution. Seriously, right. because as I say, the total war, no, World War II, shaped the modern world. But before that, there was the, um, the 1917 and the Russian Civil War. So that, but again, I'm biased, right? Because this is what I study. Um, because the fact that the, the Bolsheviks, the Soviets won in the Russian Civil War by 1921, that created a kind of a counterbalance, a challenge if you want. I'm not saying that that was a good challenge. I mean, I'm very critical towards the Soviet experience to say the least. Um, but it, for all intents and purposes, it created a, a counterweight globally, let's say. So we do not quite understand how profound a change it was. It was, wow. Yeah. We still, even even World War II, we don't quite understand that 1945 and everything you think about your political norms, cultural norms, they're all shaped by the fact that National Socialists and the Axis um, uh, faced defeat. They, they were defeated. Oh. Dan had a quick question. Um, and this is, again, distracting from me. Dan, you asked a question. Um, it was... <sighs> It was along the lines of how does a country... Oh, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So post-World War II, mm. how does a country like Germany repair its reputation? Um, <laughs> okay, well... Um, Cars. <laughs> well, there was the German economic miracle, as you know, in the 1950s. Um with the acceptance, I guess, with the acceptance of the, well, first of all, challenge, challenge, the challenge of the Soviet Union, the challenge of the Cold War, I, w I would put first, because they needed the, the West Germans yeah. to, to keep them in, right, in this new world they, that uh, they were controlling. And because there was a counterpart, there was a more pressing problem, which was the Soviet Union and the Cold War. So many things were just kind of swept under the rug. Yeah. And the real, in German history, inside Germany itself, the real reckoning with the past. Um, it only took place, actually, started taking place in the mid to late 70s, all throughout the 80s and all throughout the 90s. Because for many generations, well, for the for the world generation, it was like, well, Hitler was defeated and that's it, right? That's like, let's not, let, move on, move on, move on, move on. But then their kids grew up and some of them became academics and they started asking questions. Mm. Daddy, what did you do in 1935? Wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, you can you can read about it. Uh, there was this whole academic debate that spanned a decade, over a decade. Historica yeah. Streit. So it's like a, hist a historian's battle or historical historical disagreement. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So so Germany, it's a combination of um, of just life moving forward. Some people just many, for many for many people. Ah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, but no, no. Do you have the Germans now? As, as an yeah, of course not, right? right? And yeah. back then, try speaking German in public. Yeah. Like, oh, it's going to be hard. Um, it's true. So it's just, yeah, nature and nurture. It's like the Cold War, the decisions that were made by the Allies, well, the Americans specifically, um, and you just got to move on. What, what are you going to do? I mean, the country, yes, the country suffered the defeat. It was a terrible, 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 terrible turn in, in their history. The, if you think about German history, they suffered two profound, the most profound defeats. They started two world wars and just faced two defeats in the span of uh, like 30 years, one generation. That's, well, you don't want that for all the crimes that they committed and everything else. I'm just talking about the social yeah. weight of it because, mm. you know, 
Stigma still it, 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 yeah. It, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like you're, you're a German, so you're around. Mm. Yeah, what a hot question. Um, one word to describe your passion for history. <laughs> Why? Why? Okay, that's good. That's good. Um, most thought-provoking philosopher. I think we talked about. Yeah, this. we. T- it's it's hard. It's again. Yeah. It's an it's an accretion, right? So you you just pick up, pick up, pick up, pick up. Right. Here's here's a good one. A philosophical paradox <clears throat> you ponder. Paradox. Uh, I would say the one uh, whether people change or whether they are who they are, they just don't know um, themselves. Mm. Nature of human. No, human nature. I think that's about it, man. Right. That's. I still have lots of questions. Lots but, of questions. Then again, how, how long we're in? I don't know. A couple, couple, of, couple hours. of hours. Two yeah. hours. Two hours. Minutes. There you go. Wow. Yeah. I s- every time you talk, and I realize someone who's studied so many bad guys, or you know, yeah, I th- I see there's there's so much light in you. Uh, I try to uh, I try to have a light of touch with life, and life can be a dog. It absolutely can be, man. And um, I really appreciate you coming here and taking your time. No, giving absolutely. Us time. Thank you. We've enjoyed every minute of this. Thank you. Hopefully our listeners will enjoy it as well. Absolutely they would. And um, I wish you nothing but the best in life. Thank you. Thank I, you. And I hope that we can do this again. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, could, I could listen to you talk for another couple of hours. <laughs> so I, I really, really didn't want to interrupt you at all. Because uh, sorry, I was just like... <laughs> and, and it's like, look at this, look at this. I mean, I wrote, oh, I yes. wrote, I wrote things over here. And, and, and basically, I actually covered most of it. Anything that you must have missed? Uh, have you watched the Oppenheimer? By Christopher Nolan. Oh, yes. 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 I had that. Yes. Yeah. Well, yes. I'm I'm researching. Have been researching. My next project is about uh, Colonel Boris Pesh. Right. Yeah. So I'm researching. I've been researching him since 2016. So there's a uh, yeah. Well. There's quite a bit of that. Was one character was a scary guy, and he was actually I am um, within this chaos theory. He was one of the clear types. He was, he was anti-communist fanatic. Very efficient. Very, very interesting story too. You can Google him, Colonel Boris Pesh. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you so much. Danny, if you don't have any questions. Okay, let's wrap this up. Thank you. Bye, everybody.